0: episode of
1: Trey Bond, Tree
0: Bond. Ha-ha. Ba-ha. Ba-ha. <laughs> our, little, uh, our little podcast where three best baits chit and chat about the Ch- world's uh, greatest film franchise. I, I don't know no,
2: no, no. chit and chat. You can't chit and chat. Yeah. You, you chit chat.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't think they mm. You
0: also, could chat. I
3: think, you can't chit. Yeah. How do you chit? Hey. Give me an example of chitting. About you're, the Bond franchise.
0: You're doing it right
2: now.
3: No, no, this is no, chatting. No, no, that's chatting. Oh, that's a technicality.
0: <laughs> Welcome, folks. My yeah. name's Jake Spear, and I'm joined, as always, with my best mates, Double O Derby Deck present, and Master of Ceremonies and Master and Commander,
2: <laughs> Russell Crowe.
0: Russell Crowe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good day, ladies and
0: gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. Brandon McClellan
3: reporting for duty. There yeah. he is. There he is. It's good to be here again. Hey, welcome, mm, dead yeah. Good to see us. Mm, it's been a while. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's get stuck into it. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what's our mission today?
3: Today, our mission is the final film in the original twenty of the original saga, <sighs> as we've called it. It's nineteen eighty fives. A View to a Kill. Wow. My
0: goodness me. Starring
3: friend of the podcast, (laughs) podcast. Rodgy Rodgy, Moore. Rodgy Moore. (laughs) Our last Rodgy. I cannot believe we're here,
2: Oh, There's a certain feeling of blueness in the room. There is. I'm
3: very sad. Yeah. Goodness me. It's
2: all over. I can't believe... The original 20. When
0: we first started off on this little journey and I looked at all of those films, I thought... How the hell are we going to get through all of that?
3: There
2: were so many. There were so many. There were so
3: many. Now (laughs) Now they're all behind us. They're all behind (laughs) us on a Uh, a chart. (laughs) With with, ratings. With a a slew of numbers behind them. (laughs) What have we learnt, boys? What have we learnt? What haven't we learnt? What What haven't we learnt? I haven't learnt uh, any uh, seafaring, seaworthy knots. Yeah. Ah, yes. Doing this, which was a preconceived notion of mine. You thought you I were thought to, I was going to learn, learn a whole a heap of knots. Yeah. He's yeah. a naval commander. I thought it would be in Fair. there. Yeah, cool.
0: I still yeah. haven't learned trigonometry.
3: Okay. I right. still haven't. I mm. can't get my head around that. I've picked up bits and pieces. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, cost, sin, tan. Yeah. All that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't stuff. really figured out any more about
2: mechanics. Right. You know, like how to fix a car, how to service a car. Yeah, which... I thought I'd see Bond kind of dealing with... You know, when what's car, under the
3: hood? That's right. What's yeah. under the hood? Well, well we had plans tick. for a segment called "What's, what's Under the under Hood, the hood yeah. with Bond." Where, with Bond? Yeah, where yeah. we would have a Bond actor come on and, and talk tell us about, about mechanic-related, how to change your oil, how
2: <laughs> to change your... Oil. How does an engine truly work? Does it, it boggles the mind? They boggles the right? mind. I thought Bond would know. I
3: thought he'd teach me. That's uh,
0: a kind of magic.
3: Mm. Yeah. It is. It is yeah. a kind of magic, yeah. just like the Bond franchise. Oh, uh, very
0: nice. Uh, but before we get too far in. Look, we've started doing a bit of a weekly shout out but I I figured that because this is our 20th Episode. Yes.
3: Yeah. An anniversary. An anniversary. Bon, anniversaire.
0: <laughs> I Bond bon anniversary. Bond
3: anniversary. <laughs> well
0: done. Oh, it was alright, <laughs> it, really. <was>, it
2: was staring us <laughs> in the face. It was.
0: Instead of singling out any individual, I thought we'd give a nice shout out to absolutely everybody. Oh, absolutely.
3: absolutely everybody, 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 absolutely everybody in the whole wide world. Vanessa Marossi, everyone, (laughs) look her up. Early two
2: (laughs) thousands. That's about it. (laughs) Very important to the young Australian (laughs) child growing up in the early two thousands. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. No, thanks for hanging in there with us, folks, and and coming along the journey with us. We've loved hearing from you, your, your thoughts, concerns, and queries along the way.
2: Um, your corrections. Your corrections. Yeah. <laughs> we need more correcting. If I'm to suggest anything, don't let us get away with this shit.
0: And thanks to the huge contingency of people out there that clearly know who the true dirty devil is, Brandon oh, McClellan. That's all not
2: all. Known. No. no. You are the dirty That's devil. You're known worldwide, literally <laughs> worldwide. worldwide. The voice of the audience has firmly stated, Mm. Jake Spear,
3: you are the the dirty devil. devil. Just as the voice of the audience has clearly stated, (laughs) which is the better matte painting in Moonraker? (laughs) Now, we had a a point of contention on the podcast here. I stated correctly that the Chateau Drax matte painting as Bond is flying over... Uh, the Californian hills, I suppose. The desert. You're mistaken. There's no matte
2: painting there. It's
3: horrible. No, it's there it's and gorgeous. it's horrible. Stunning. And then Jake, wrongly, like the dirty devil he is, stated <laughs> that Drax Industries was the worst matte painting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, in The Moonraker episode we would put it out there as a poll Uh, and the results are in yeah
0: what
2: what, i just want to are in before you state this result i just want to say i still
3: think you're all being mean they're two beautiful matte paintings i think shadow drax is a pilot crap no and in motion it looks even worse than it does it's not a matte
2: animation brandon it's a matte painting well
3: it's still crap And I think the audience agrees with me. 62% of people uh, said that Chateau Drax was absolute horse well, they're Chateau. they all as mean as you are. Oh, come yeah. on. And only 38% thought Drax Industries was poo-poo. Shocking. Uh. Well,
0: it's not a landslide. No, not a landslide. I don't know.
3: A landslide brought me here.
2: Jury's still out, I'd say. No. <laughs> Um, we'll do a second poll. I'll Follow, I'll up I'll Follow up poll. Follow up. Oh, a bit more information I'd like Fine. to see. Yeah. Bit more information. All right. We're recalling the poll. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's one for you.
0: Ooh. Ah. Mm. Previously, mm. on a night at the Roxbury and the ties that bind, as okay. night blanketed Oof. the island. Pardon me. Mm. No, W, you were going to say something? You were going to say
2: something. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll work on a logo for this. Oh, great, Yeah, Thank yeah, you. I'll get you a nice logo happening. We'll put mm. it on the Instagram. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Mm, oh, mm. I'd appreciate that. There. Thank you. Don't interrupt me again. Okay. As night blanketed the island, Bond and Sophia discovered a waterfall and tranquil lagoon in the jungle where Bond learned of Sophia's plight, her past relationship with Roxbury, Oh, yes. his growing violence and obsessive ambition. Tragic. And mm. her father's demise at the hands of Bjorn and the maddened Redwood Roxbury. Oh,
3: yes. Mm. <laughs>
0: With her mind set on avenging her father's murder, the pair enjoyed one final evening in each other's company before they would enter Roxbury's laboratory once more to end it all.
2: So they've just kind of been yo-yoing back and forth between the jungle, the facility, the jungle, the facility. That's right. That's and right. now we're going to go back finally. And we're going
0: to go finally back.
2: We hope. To the laboratory. Until, the Until, Until, Until we have this. <laughs> <laughs> and what voice will you be giving us for... Uh...
3: What's well, her name? we'll have to wait Kath- and see. Catherine. Sylvia? Sylvia. Syl- Syl- Sophia. Sophia. I just Sophia. said it in the recap. Yeah, yeah, I was listening. Yeah. I'm sure you were. Well, we join
0: them now mm-hmm. for this, the 10th and final instalment <gasps> no. of A Night at
2: the Rocks. No, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> You've got to discuss these things with us no, ahead no. of time. I'm not ready to sign off on this. Well, you might have to be. If this isn't a satisfying conclusion, will you be swayed to... Then the studio will commission a sequel. We'll have to be. There'll be a riot.
0: Well, we'll see. All right. We'll
2: see. Better be bloody satisfying.
0: Maybe. The blinding lights beat down over the sterile floor of the main chamber of the laboratory. Populated by giant vats of radiant blue liquid, the expansive room is now packed full of scientists and brightly colored henchmen. Their eyes are all trained on a single point above them. For high upon a metal gangway, taking his rightful place over all his creation, dressed in a double-breasted navy blazer with white trousers and pale blue cravat, Ooh. stands Redwood
2: Roxbury. Is this, this is the same outfit or is this another? This is a different outfit. Another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is right. it just five? Might be more. Maybe.
0: Yeah. This is the man with the entire world at his feet. For he can now finally announce the very first
2: metaphor because he's standing above. Oh, yes. He's uh, yes, down. Yes, 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 yes.
0: For he can now finally announce the very first eternity pill. I can now announce the very first eternity <laughs> pill, said Roxbury. We come George to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> nice stand before you all incredibly humbled. And every single one of you has helped give humanity a power once reserved only for the gods. What's his big speech? Mm. Today we take one more step away from our primitive origins and one step closer to our destiny. Divinity. The crowd of scientists feign their excitement Uh, as they feel...
1: uh,
0: (laughs) As they feel the pressure to perform from the intimidating armed henchmen that now surround them. Oh. oh, yeah. Wow, 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 yeah. Liza, what are you doing here? <laughs> This evening, it is my pleasure to share with you the news that we will begin mass production of the Roxbury Eternity Pill at midnight tonight. <sighs>
2: oh, God, that's a lot of work.
0: However, there is more good news to be shared. It is my great honour to introduce to you the very first successful human beneficiary
2: no. of the oh. Roxbury
0: Eternity Pill.
2: God, it's Bjork.
0: The heavy industrial doors behind Roxbury ease Boom. open in a strangely the ominous WWE fashion. WWE
2: kind of arena. <laughs> kind of,
3: <yeah>. John
1: Cena.
0: Two giant boots begin to step forward. The monstrous Boom. legs lead Boom. the immense figure to take their place beside Redwood.
2: On the the monstrous, hang on. The monstrous yeah. legs lead their the immense
0: figure, figure to take to its take place. its place beside Redwood on the gangway overlooking the uneasy contingent of scientists below Gosh. as they gaze up A lot at of the mighty. In this sentence. There's lots. There's lots going on. <laughs> at the mighty blonde-haired colossus towering alongside Redwood. Bjorn, with ah. his unnaturally blue eyes, Whoa. stands ignited with life and a newfound sense of strength and vitality. Yes, they're glowing. The eyes <laughs> are glowing. Oh, yes, oh. Yes, 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 oh he's great. glowing. Before Roxbury can continue his evangelical ramblings, bullets start flying as Bond and Sophia oh. burst out from a large <laughs> air vent at the end of the laboratory, taking down several of the henchmen in their surprise attack. Nah. <laughs> In an instant, the nervous Real scientists huddled below Roxbury transform into valiant rebels what? and charge the remaining henchmen. Oh, we got an army war. A small battle unfolds beneath Roxbury's feet <gasps> as Bond and Sophia rush into the fray, one wait, by one.
3: Hey, Hang on. Wait, uh, wait, wait. The, some n- of the henchmen, that no, were looking uneasy. No, the people, the are scientists. The scientists yeah, uneasy. They turn on the henchmen. They're now turned they'd, on the henchmen. battling them. Was this it's a, a battle did, was this planned though were they in on it or are they like they're, they're just, like I'm taking my oh, opportunity it's taking, like a prison riot well shit's hit right. the fan oh, now right. yeah. one by one so
2: the head scientists are there against their will they're not they don't want to be there yes right they're yes. being underpaid yes, yes. Right.
0: well and now that the pill's been made there's really no more use for them so their lives are on the line here oh mm. okay mm. That's for you to fill in the blanks later. <coughs> anyway, right. anyway. anyway, One by one, the henchmen fall as Bond blasts, <gasps> blasts them with bursts from his borrowed submachine gun. Are you sure this is going to work? Shouts Bond to Sophia. Trust me, I know everything about this place. Just take care of Bjorn the way I said, then get to the control room as soon as you can. I'll be waiting there for you replies Sophia, as she throws two machine guns to a pair of scientists crouched behind a trolley of scientific equipment. There you go. <laughs> Make sure everyone is out of this room in five minutes. The two scientists nod and begin returning covering fire as Sophia sprints to the control room nearby.
2: They would not be prepared for the kind of recoil. Are they guns? No, no,
0: no, not at all. It, it's kind of really nervous. Oh, I've never held a gun properly yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but it's cool. manic and, you know... Bond climbs a steel ladder and reaches the gangway above the ensuing battle, only to be confronted by his old nemesis, the behemoth beyond mm-hmm. Hello, old boy. I hope there's no bad feelings about how we left things. you were being you were being a bit of a pain in the neck, says Bond oh, as he oh, prepares himself oh, for a fight. No. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one Bond is dead <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, Mr. Bond
1: Oh, it's back in the boys. I'm
0: thankful for my new lease on life If only to enjoy seeing you squirm once more Whoa. Bellows Bjorn Bond rushes Bjorn in an attempt to unbalance him But the towering Scandinavian is too solid to budge Bjorn takes hold of Bond's throat In his whopping great hand And begins to squeeze like a vice his face turning red, Bond must act fast before oh, he loses consciousness. As Bond his lifts neck Bond break. <laughs> or breaks. As Bjorn lifts Bond higher into the air, solely by his throat, Bond glances a thin pipe running overhead which reads Liquid Nitrogen. In a final attempt to free himself from the death grip of Bjorn, Bond reaches up and rips down the pipe fracturing it and sending a direct stream of disorientating fog. No. Bjorn stumbles back, releasing his stranglehold on Bond. No. <laughs> Seeing his only opportunity, Bond launches a kick at Bjorn's chest, which sends the groggy gargantuan toppling over the rail of the gangway and down, crashing with no with an impressive splash into one of the giant blue vats. Oh, now he's causing the eternity serum. As Bjorn is left flailing in the vat. He will never die. Bond no. slides down the ladder and sprints for the control room. He's bathed in it. Scientists begin to flee, exiting the lab through any available passage as the final henchman is put down.
2: Like rats. Mm.
0: Bond reaches the control room Lined with computers and control panels Only to come face to face With Roxbury oh. Dishevelled and enraged Holding Sophia with a pistol Aimed at her head Classic oh, She's
3: very
2: she's, I don't know she how she's been these. captured
0: <laughs> Such a shame James We could have been great friends you Such and a I.
2: shame James
0: <laughs> Living out our centuries together but this means far more to me than anything in the world. Roxbury wanted to live forever with James. Well, it would have been nice if they were friends and they could have lived f- <clears> forever <throat> together. Desperately lonely. Terribly lonely. Right. Poor, poor, <laughs> poor man. <laughs> so I'm afraid now you and your whore must die. Oh, Jesus Christ, come on. Roxbury.
3: Says so Roxbury's... What he year s- is it? <laughs> Didn't she work for him? For well, they a were long previous time. lovers, but he's very bitter about Four. it. Poor. Mm. I think he's the villain.
0: Roxbury slowly yeah. aims his <laughs> small silver pistol at Bond's chest. It is at that very second that Sophia breaks free from Roxbury's
2: grasp and wrestles the pistol from his hand. Why didn't she? You- well, how did she get in this situation if she can do that well, so easily? You didn't see that bit,
0: but well, she's managed to. What she's... happened
2: off screen, did it? Yeah, you got yeah, the yeah. drop on her. Yeah. Literally. Literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got <Gotcha>! you! <laughs> now, James, shouts Sophia. <laughs> Bond lunges at Roxbury and, in a mad flurry, throws him from the control room out into the main laboratory Hi-yah! chamber. Sophia dives for the main control panel and activates the chamber lockdown system.
1: Simultaneously, every
0: door leading out of the lab shuts swiftly and locks with a heavy thud. Roxbury hurls himself at the door which leads to the control room. He stares at Sophia through the double glass window as she stands behind the glowing main control panel. Bond approaches the door casually. He looks into Roxbury's emblazoned eyes. Fear and rage have overcome him.
2: Who? Over Roxbury. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Fear and rage. Yes, yes. Bond's ah. keeping it cool. Cool's as a cucumber. Yeah,
0: very very cool. He's got a massive steel door, you know, dividing him. I'm afraid you're out of time, Roxbury. God, hear you! Says Bond through the glass. <laughs> I'm consumed by fear and rage! <laughs> he turns to Sophia, who flicks a large red switch on the centre console of the control panel. Inside the large laboratory, the pipes that connect all the chemically filled vats open with a shudder, releasing thousands of litres of deadly acid to mix with the vats of Eternity Serum. The gargles.
2: <laughs> <They do nothing. laughs>
0: Bjorn, still struggling to stay afloat in one of the vats, begins to scream with the gargling shrill of a human being melted alive by acid.
3: Because that's what's happening to him <laughs>
0: <laughs> Within a few seconds Bubbles engulf him And soon the screams stop And as the bubbles subside There is no trace of the blonde haired Blue eyed He was giant. screaming
2: while he was melting Yes I think the screaming would have stopped As soon as the melting kind of started
0: Well you never know Yeah, There's a little bit of screaming involved you don't His melt.
3: lungs went la- last. Last, yeah, Isn't that's he? kind of oh, yeah. right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Sure. Toxic fumes fill the lab as Roxbury beats at the door of the control room. His skin begins to peel and
2: flake. Is Bond in a, in a safe spot right now? Bond What's
0: and it? Sophia are in the control room. So the
2: acid's yeah. not big double doors. Troubling them. No, yeah. not at all. They've know. kind of
0: isolated the lab. Chamber yeah,
2: sure. and and Roxbury's skin is peeling. Yes, Jeez, yes, with yes. these acidic fumes. Wow! <laughs>
0: <laughs> his body convulses uncontrollably as he coughs and gasps. Oh, this for is air. it for Roxbury. He cripples what? over in agony. <laughs> but wait, the man who would live forever now faces his own extinction. Uh. As Bond and Sophia witness Roxbury's final moments, they watch on as Redwood, with his final ounce of strength. Rises to his feet, reaches into his breast pocket to reveal a gold-plated cigarette lighter with the distinctive letter R engraved in it. R for Redwood. Yes, that's right. Mm. In a giant room now filled with highly flammable toxic fumes, (gasps) Roxbury manages one final, menacing smile back at Bond and Sophia. Realising the powder keg that the laboratory has now become, Bond and Sophia sprint for the exit to retreat further away from the lab toward the distant entrance down the corridors behind them. Mm. As the pair run for their lives down the long, glimmering corridor, Roxbury flicks open the lighter and ignites the flame. A fiery eruption unlike any other engulfs Roxbury and the laboratory, bursting forth and bringing Roxbury's once great monument to humanity to the ground.
3: Mm, Icarus. Smoking kills, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was his line?
0: He doesn't get one. Oh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's fact check. What? Oh. You didn't that finish on the check. It's the end of a night at the Roxbury. But we do wow.
2: get to see if Bond
3: gets the girl.
0: I know.
2: What, does he not have, like, some kind of romantic... In, they're in a
3: boat, and, and the camera yeah. kind of goes away from them a little bit. And, well, like, he, he really daintily flaps his hand, like... Waves, you know, waves as he throws, mm-hmm. as he throws some microfilm. Yeah. Did yeah. they get out
0: safely?
2: I mean, this is a highly combustible material, and they're just running out of an exit Well, away from a massive explosion. Are yeah, they safe?
0: Yeah. I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. A night at the Roxbury and the Ties That Bind, mm-hmm. that was a night at the Roxbury. So stay tuned for the second instalment of this short story anthology, The Ties That that Bind. Okay, interesting.
3: Is this what we would call retrofitting? Perhaps, Perhaps. although it kind of works, Mm. because it was really a night at the Roxbury. At the Roxbury, and now we're in the new day. Yeah, and it's five costume changes in a day. In a day. It's <laughs> a man. Yeah. Also, did we establish clothes. he was a smoker? Uh, um, I mean, he, I would buy it. He looks like the kind of fella. You don't. Not looks, him. but he sounds like the kind of fella mm. that would enjoy a cigar after. A what you're saying lot is brand is. You would have liked to have had that moment kind of foreshadowed in mm. some way, a little. A so little. perhaps it's because like when a you said, didn't quite know where he was going, <laughs> because but. when you spooled out. When yous, gee whiz! Oh, yeah. when, when yous, when yous, when you pulled out the um, the gold lighter, yes, yeah. I thought you were then going to go. He then pulled out a gold pen and his <laughs> gold guffling. Yeah, me <laughs> and too. He put I the golden gun, and I, gun. I thought he was going to craft the golden gun to then shoot, shoot himself, himself in the head. <laughs>
0: No, he blew himself to smithereens. <laughs> yes. So
3: James
2: Bond will return in the Ties That Binds. That's correct. Oh. That's correct. Right. Well, it will be a direct continuation. You're not sure. I hope so. Well, I've got to say, mate, great work on the Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, oh, a night excellent! Thrilling. I know Frilling I ago. pull apart your work at times, but uh, at, times. at times, at times, most of the time.
3: I look going back over it. Mm. Um, where does it fit for me in the kind of Bond yeah, guy yeah, of? yeah? Look, the, the Bond girl. She's she's pretty interesting. Um, inconsistent uh, inconsistent like yeah, voice yeah yeah. Um, right, right. I think it's I think it's that Bond's best performance that we've seen. I think Overall, so. He's a little too unflappable for me. For, I think yeah, he can get a bit unflappable. A little bit Bond. too
2: cool. He's a little bit too Brosnan. I think, look, I'm especially show when it. he's spraying those guys with the machine gun. Especially in this, I was yeah, seeing Bros, I was seeing Bros. I don't want to. I don't know if he's my Broxbury Bond.
3: I'll say it's mm. a shake and eight for me. Shake and eight. Yeah,
2: look, wow. I'm with you there. Yeah. I think it's actually. Yeah, there's there's room for, for, for more I'm interested to see more oh, I'm goes. interested to see more. There's room yeah. for more bond. There's yeah. lots we haven't seen. It's a shake and eight from me too.
0: Goodness me. There you go. Well there you go. Jake, what did you think? <laughs> um, you know what? Um, for a series that's could do with maybe a couple of extra drafts <laughs> <laughs> and, and something that's usually whipped up an hour or two before the episode. Um, I'll give it a shake and eight too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, stay tuned. For, uh, stay
0: tuned for the second installment, folks. Let's move on to fact check, guys. Yes. So I want to take you all the way back. <clears throat> uh, what's the film? For Your Eyes Only.
2: Ah, uh, disappointing. Remember it? Do you
0: remember yeah. it? Yeah. All right. Well, let's not dwell on it too much. Brandon, <laughs> you thought that Bill Conti is an Oscar winner. Yes. Mm. Bill Conti was nominated for an Academy Award for the title song for For Your Eyes Only, and gonna fly now from rocky
2: oh and really
0: one the best original score category for the right stuff in 1983 right what the hell is that the, the right stuff yeah you haven't seen the right
3: stuff the military
2: movie.
0: oh right. it's about the space program the Apollo oh. mission Sam really? Shepard oh it's fantastic based on Tom Wolfe's book beautiful did pop. you say
3: it stars Dax Shepard Sam Shepard Sam, Sam Shepard Sam Shepard Sam Shepard Sorry, that's a movie Madden. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> a 1983 vintage Dax Shepard. Shepard. He'd be roughly a baby.
0: <laughs> that pesky space. kid always getting into those spacecrafts. <laughs> Brandon, you said that the reason why Sheena Easton is in the title sequence is because Maurice Binder
2: thought she, thought she was pretty. pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: That's right, right? Bill Conti, of all people... In the behind-the-scenes documentary, Oscar
2: winner Bill Conti. Oscar
0: winner yeah. Bill Conti. In the behind-the-scenes documentary, silhouettes the James Bond title. Said, and I quote.
2: Silhouette, I believe. Silhouette. Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Silhouette.
1: Yes.
2: Silhouette.
1: yes. Silhouette.
0: When, <laughs> this is what Bill said.
2: Sure.
0: <laughs> when Maurice saw Sheena Easton, I think he fell in love. <gasps> oh.
3: There you go. There you go. So. I'll put it down well, I think Well, hang on. Mm. Because thinking someone's pretty and falling in love with them are two very different things. <laughs> very so different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mr. Binder's a bit of a romantic. <laughs> maybe he is. How old was he at the time and did he have a wife?
0: No, he never married. Oh. oh. Um, he spent his life as a bachelor mm. and he was quite old at this point yeah. in his life. I would say at least in his 60s.
2: You don't have no but idea. Did you stake
0: the house on it? Uh, yeah, probably, actually. Wow, alright. Yeah,
2: yeah. One for the fact check. Yeah. And, and Sheena was in,
0: <laughs> she was in her 20s.
2: Yes, she Ooh. was. Mm, mm, Scottish.
0: Ooh. Oh.
2: Darby, you hit <gasps> one. Yeah. You asked... What have I been doing saying things again? I know, <laughs> I know.
0: Is Maurice dead? Oh, Brandon hmm. said surely.
2: Hmm. Surely?
0: Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice Bender passed away in London. On April 9th, 1981. Wow. a uh, 91, I'm sorry, oh. 1991. Hmm.
2: That's when I was yeah, born. when you
0: came along. There you go. He was 72 maybe, maybe years I old. You maybe I am. Maybe you're. There
2: you go. Oh, and you are oh, yeah. full of self-loathing. I, oh, do, like, God. I do like <laughs> Sheena Easton.
3: <laughs> hey, where is the big rock at
0: the end of the film?
3: Oh, uh, um, that's on uh, Big Rock Road. Uh, oh, down near Big South. Rock. Yeah, yeah, down Big near Rock, Big Tennessee. Rock, Tennessee. Yeah, Big Rock, Tennessee. Yeah, right. yeah. It's on well, Big Darby Rock said Road. that it was his favourite location. <gasps> oh, I Big don't remember it. Of, you know, of the film, or of his entire life? No, his <sighs> entire
2: life. I think I might have been. his wow. yeah. entire experience oh, with that film. I don't remember it now. No. Yeah, but uh, at the time, it's it was my favourite thing ever. Yeah. Wow. Mm.
0: Well, that Big Rock is in Mitoria, in
3: Greece. Uh, Very near to Tennessee. Very close. Just below New South Wales. (laughs) Yeah, as the crow flies. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, Fun fact about this particular rock, the monks at the monastery of the Holy Trinity that was placed on top of this rock were critical of the production being there and it wasn't until after the Greek Supreme Court decided that the monks' only property were the interiors, not the exterior. So in protest, the monks remained shut up inside the monastery and tried to sabotage the filming by hanging out washing and flags and plastic drapes or everywhere, placing oil drums to stop uh, film crew from landing their helicopters and all kinds of things.
3: Wow! wow. Yeah. A little war there was. Yeah. Was. was unsuccessful. That's for sure. wins again. <laughs> Suck it, monks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are the colours of the two Lotus Esprits? In the film. Brandon, you marone. said that one is maroon or burnt orangey brown mm. and the other is cream. What did I say? Uh, I called it a red one, to which Brandon replied, No, it's not red. Darby said, It is a bit red.
2: Okay. Yes. yes. This is one of those fact
3: checks. That uh, he's going to go into bloody. He's like gone he's into Taubman's yeah, or Hulux he, and exactly. he's like, Sorry, this shade of maroon, uh-huh. <laughs> would you classify that as a red? <laughs> he bloody has, hasn't he? I have. Pa- what are they called? Panetta? Panetta? The Pan- people uh, that are responsible oh, for Pantone, creating for colour. And- Pantone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Did you go there? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, I went to ClassicDriver.com and they told Who? <laughs> me... Who? They told me that the two Lotus Esprit turbos <clears throat> are coloured white mm-hmm. and copper fire metallic.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, that sounds
0: red. Mm. Isn't that what I said, copper fire metal? I think it might have been. Mm. The like one that. under the microscope here, the, the red one the, with Call registration or the maroon one, OPW678W. Oh, Rain Man, why does the <laughs> registration matter? <laughs> so the viewers know which one we're, we're talking about. It began its life as a white Esprit Turbo prototype. Mm. Poor thing. In fact, it was the first tobo, Turbo, or tobo, turbo. Uh, <laughs> off the production line. And was used by, <coughs> pardon me, Colin Chapman.
2: Oh, Lotus founder, Mr. Colin Chapman, genius, yes, designer Formula One, as a daily
0: yeah. sort of runaround car there you for him. Well, and must it have been a was very nice only car. it was beautiful. Only after the first Lotus had been blown up, that the producers realised that Bond's replacement car wouldn't contrast very well with the snowy backdrop of the scenes in the no, Italian yeah. ski resort, and but, ah, consequently, good call. The car was sent back to Lotus for a new paint job. As well as the addition of the ski racks, as well.
2: Hmm. There you are. And it is a it, copper it is,
0: copper fire, fire metallic.
2: So we're not saying anyone was right.
0: Not really. I think we were all in
2: the ball. Park. It's in the red red <clears throat> zone. Though. It's in the red. Yeah, zone. more red than maroon's Maroon. red. What am, nah. I, what am I talking maroon's about? Maroon's red with purple. Yeah, which is per- red with blue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, what was the merch from Octopussy? that got brought up
3: in the episode the merch the merch oh yeah we got a bit the merch from Octopussy we yeah. was talking about merch yeah we were
0: mentioning crocodiles and tennis rackets and Fabergé eggs and all yeah. kinds of things now aside from the original posters what? of Octopussy <laughs> oh, were we? yeah we were <laughs> I
2: don't know if it was a fact check thing well oh. it brought These up something need interesting But to come through us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we've let him do 20 episodes I've been well, given a 19. long leash the one that I did was pretty good remember yeah, tight. pretty tight yeah. nifty Nifty? No, I have always nifty, delivered. Yeah, I've always nifty, delivered. Nifty. Oh, I Not at all. I think from now on, I want to see you fact check first.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> don't final need that. Approval. Don't need that. Let's uh, lose that.
0: I don't think I need an editor at all. all right. Aside from the original posters of Octopussy, there wasn't really much in the realm of merchandise I could come across.
2: What did you type in, Octopussy toy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that I, started was wasn't I started there. I started there, oh
0: god. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad, pretty bad. <laughs> However, there was a bit of merch for for Your Eyes Only that I really? came across. Really? But not Octopussy? Not really, no. Um, this included a 007 digital wristwatch.
3: Oh yeah, from and Seiko? Yes. Have you got that? No, I wish. Oh, that would be It'd cool. Very be expensive. Mm.
0: And a copy of Melina's Citroen, the, the little yellow buggy thing, yeah. uh, was yeah. produced by Corgi <laughs> Toys. You could get a little toy... Uh, yellow Citroen. Nice. And Citroen itself actually produced a special 007 edition of that Citroen car. So
2: when did like the James Bond action figure start to come out? Well, Well,
3: that's an octopusy corgi toy there. look. A little
2: bit of Google searching and he's found the first thing that's come up.
0: Well, how'd you find that? I didn't find that at all.
3: Just toys. Toys of... I mean, this guy is the best resource. It's, um... Toysofbond.com. Oh of yeah. yeah, of course. You haven't yeah. done your work. Oh. You didn't bring the fact check through us. We could have given you this information. Well, I should at have all gone of these. to Toys of Bond Ladies and gentlemen, go to Toys of Bond. <laughs> Is this, are these from the time. These are all from the time. You could look. get his Walter. You get a cap gun. You get all these little caps. I
2: didn't find any of this at all. Well, at all the, this is... I've que- been compromised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> this is compromising material. This, this is, is, is a compromat. <laughs> <laughs> is the, that's a detente oh, compromat. Wow, there's some great merch for octopuses. Whoa, that's oh. that's, that's uh, Exotic. It's one word. Right, not for exotic, it. erotic. Ah, oh, right. that was the word I was looking for. I shouldn't do this. this isn't good for the listeners. They don't know what
0: I'm they don't looking know what at. You're looking at. But what they should do, yes, is they should go to Toys, at bond, Toys right? and
2: Bond. Toys and Bond. dot One thing Jake didn't think to do <laughs> was what was your your research process? What'd you do? Tell me, play like, by play, thing, play by play for this one.
0: Play by play. Yeah. Merchandise from Octopussy. Okay. And. There was just a lot of posters
2: from And you the film. saw some Google images and you went, Oh, there's nothing. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was pretty much
3: it. That was it.
0: That's that's pretty much it. <laughs>
3: so that's what made you it did find For your eyes Only merch. Yeah, I did. In the same yeah. search as the Octopussy one, yes. it, as one of the yes. Google
0: <laughs> Images. The Google Images came up with the watch, and it had 007 watch and For Your Eyes Only. I was like, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, and then all of this Dirty stuff came
2: devil. up. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I even came across, for For
3: Your Eyes Only,
0: Marvel Comics. Yes, uh, did a yes. Marvel Yeah, um,
3: Marvel version. Comics did a For Your Eyes Only. We were talking about graphic novels we before this. Yes, While Jake was running late, yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I, was, I was finishing writing rocks it's for Jake. <laughs> Google image uh, merchandise, nothing. Fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I should have done this days ago.
0: <laughs> this is really involved. I should have learned my lesson by now. With twenty episodes in, it's never been this hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Brandon, you said that (laughs) Bernard Lee died around the middle of January 1981, (laughs) while in the middle of shooting. Yes. But they hadn't shot the scenes yet. I believe that's right. Bernard Lee passed away on the 16th of January. Wow. That's right in the middle. Right in the middle. Smack bang. Smack Smack bang. bang. Before he could film his scenes as M. As for it being in the middle of shooting, though, production began on September 2nd, 1980. And wrapped on the 13th of February, 1981. So the middle of shooting, with a total of 165 days, would actually be the 22nd of November.
2: Oh. You've lost me. Yeah. Good.
0: Moving on. <laughs> How old was John Glenn when he directed For Your Eyes Only? Oh, oh. yeah.
3: I said in his 40s, didn't I?
0: Brandon said he'd be at least 40, because he's in his 70s now. So maybe he even directed the film in his 30s. John Glenn is 87
3: now. Are you serious? Yeah. He looks amazing for his age. He
0: was 49 when wow. he directed his debut feature film, Eyes mm. Only. 49? Can you imagine that? He directed one episode of a TV series, Man in a Suitcase, in 1968. But aside from that, Eyes Only is his first
3: directorial wow. credit. What a guy. At the age of 49. He's 87 He's now.
0: 80, He's I, 87. I saw this old.
3: amazing... Because uh, he, did, he did a... Um, He was at this um, kind of anniversary screening last year in 2019 for Licence to Kill. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. And the way he was speaking, the way he was moving, the way, like, just watching him talk, I was like, yeah, 70s. He's still all there. That's amazing. 87. He's in good He's in bloody
2: good Did he make movies outside of Bond? Did he
3: direct anything other than a Bond film? Not really. No. He did. There he's was bond a couple of a couple. films. But he never really had a career outside of it. Mm. Which is a shame, I think. Well, you think, think his first
0: was... one is when he's 49 and then he spends the next
2: yeah, year,
3: yeah. however many years. He's kind of made that years, bond 10, world. Nine
0: years,
2: yeah. Mm. So
0: by the time you finish, he's
3: thinking about retiring. Already. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, true. There mm. you
0: go. Well, folks, that is Fact Check. Ah, uh, thank you. Very Much, thank you. Mr. Spear. Thank you. Yeah poking holes in my integrity
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome
3: (laughs) Well, it's time to move on to uh, a, a segment that requires absolutely no research and purely gut instincts. That's right, And, yeah, a, yes. and a lot of gibbering and jabberin'. <laughs> Chib- <laughs> pre- and a chatter. <laughs> no, no, yes, no, no. No, it's ranting and raving. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. will not have this chit-chat. Yeah. You're a dirty We decided devil. on ranting and raving. It's in all the advertising material. It's yeah. on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's ranting and raving. And chitting and chatting. I've it never, don't make sense. I've never said I'm a chit-chatter. I've never said it mm. I might be a jibber and a jabberer
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I might be a ranter and a raver but my god I'd stake my integrity and my last dollar on the fact that I'm not a chit chatter yeah, well you could be a chit chatter I think you're, you're staking your integrity on not being a chitter and a chatter aren't you? I'm staking my integrity <laughs> on exactly whatever I just said <laughs> well, what's, the, what's the name of the segment then? Preconceived Notions Preconceived Notions is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the name of the here we are ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> These introductions are getting longer and longer. That's the old
0: Derby putting us back on back on trail, back on the rails. Uh,
3: what are your preconceived notions for this, the last of the original saga? Well, a view to a kill, huh? Mm. I think it'll be more like a view to a crime scene. Ooh.
2: <laughs> if you're uh, following me, I prepared that one in the lift. Oh, did on you? My way oh, up. That's a, it, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. Great. Um, yeah, look, I think this is going to be an absolute blast. I think. This whole experience of getting to know Bond a bit better has been one of the the greatest cinematic ventures I've ever embarked upon. <laughs> yeah. It's taught me a lot about Bond, but also a lot about filmmaking and um, and a lot about what makes a franchise move. Yeah. yeah, it's been really revealing and interesting, and I'm glad we're ending it here because one thing I've enjoyed more than anything else about this is is uh, is pulling these silly films to pieces when they get silly. Oh, my goodness. And boy, does this look silly. Yeah. And it looks like Roger Moore with plastic surgery.
3: He's had a bit of nip tuck, I think. It
2: looks like a strange Christopher Walken performance and Grace Jones. Mm. And it looks the furthest thing from what I like in a Bond film. Mm. So I think I'm going to love it. Ooh. (laughs) Mr. Spear.
0: Look. Look. (laughs) This whole look. This whole thing was set up.
2: He's a looker.
3: Yeah.
0: So we weren't going to end On with this, this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and lo and behold, the stars were aligned. It was fated by mm-hmm. the gods that we were to finish with a a kill. Yep. And if I were to go back to my younger self at the beginning of this Trayvon journey. Mm-hmm. Yes. All those and years ago. All those years ago. <laughs> Um, and and I sat down with my younger self and I said, "Hey, what do you want from a Bond film?" Mm. I think
3: you my... would have said, "Papa, <laughs> papa, when I dream of the Bond film, <laughs> I dream of an older man who has had plastic surgery done and and who has done far too many Bond films." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have said to myself that this very film. Who's saying what? My younger self. Your younger yeah. self would have, have said to do your present no, self. No, I'm not doing that voice. I
3: mean, it doesn't have to be that voice. It can be any <laughs> voice. Too young to It s- could be oh, God,
0: I think everyone's sick to death of my terrible voices. I don't think that's true. I would have said to my myself. I would have. My younger self would have, would have said, said to, to my older, older self. <laughs> mm, listen, you know what I know what I think. Uh-huh. you know what I think Mickey Mouse. I think that everything about a view to a kill huh, is, is is the worst thing about a Bond film you see uh-huh. Now that's why I hate a view to a kill because it's full of old man Roger old man Roger Bond and uh, silly Christopher Walken uh-huh. and uh Disney's not gonna touch it with a ten foot pole huh and I said yep I hate everything about a view to a kill yep oh. Old Man Clown Bond mm. is this written is... all over this film.
2: And what do you think now?
0: I think this is going to be a hell of a bloody good time.
3: <laughs> I cannot wait. I can't wait either. I've got a quiche in the oven. <laughs> I've got French cheeses. I've got some wine. I've oh, got we go a oh, we're going to France. Oh, we're going to France this. Oh, baby. That view to a kill is from the Eiffel
2: Tower, baby. Well, I was watching uh, Mission Impossible, the the latest one. What's it called? Oh, uh, Fallout. Fallout. And a big part of that was set in, in Paris, and I thought, how... how Is come, it? Yeah, a big portion of the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought, which Bond film has been to Paris? Which which Bond film has spent a lot of time in Paris?
3: Is it only this one? I think it might be only this one. <laughs> <laughs> Paris and San Fran? San Francisco. Oh, Bond and San Fran. <laughs> Silicon Valley, to be. They That's another thing. To be. I,
0: I was going on and on about how I didn't like Bond in America. Mm. He's there and all the time. It <laughs> pops up in almost every single one of these films. Yeah. So many American Bond well, I scenarios. Think you were,
2: I think we should get to your preconceived notions, but I like I that, that idea of exploring what we wanted from a Bond film when we started mm. and what we want now, because I think that has shifted quite I a bit. I think it's definitely oh, yes. shifted. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. For me, it's... I thought, honestly, there was a there was a little voice in my head and I'm not going to do the voice for it but thinking that by the end of this mm. I'm going to actually hate Brosnan who I loved at the beginning and love Roger Moore who I hated at the beginning mm. and I don't know whether either of those things have, have happened, happened.
2: It's, a bit, it's a little harder to define isn't yeah. it yeah that's what my thing is I thought I was going <clears> to <throat> really make some discoveries and be able to draw conclusions and, and and link the movies together and get a better understanding of just the world. And I definitely have done that. Yeah. But I still don't really know enough. I know what I, you mean. I, it's actually, the the further in you way, it's the really less becomes, clear everything becomes. Yeah, I definitely know what I like. I have a much clearer idea of what I like from a Bond film and what I want to see in future Bond films. I guess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, geez, it surprises. It just. It's, it's, it's so many things it is the movies that's how I see it mm. James Bond just is the movies
0: yeah you know mm. Mm. so as much as we think this is probably going to be a bit of a silly Bond yeah Darby and I think this is going to be a bit of a riot and a really good fun time viewing experience what do you think MI6
3: uh, expert in the field Brandon McClellan I, uh, I can't wait to watch this because <laughs> I think you're right um, if we had watched this right at the start of the, the viewing process, mm-hmm. I think we probably would tear this one to shreds. But I wonder if because we've, we've seen so much now, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not expecting huge things from poor Roggie, <laughs> particularly not in this era, I think it's just going to be balls to the wall, campy, schlocky fun. There's going to be yeah. so much in it that is just like '80s dum dum, yeah, and kind of like bright and vibrant. It's so and bizarre that this was the
2: '80s, that this came yes. out in what was it, eighty, eighty-five? Ooh. What I know, it right? looks it so
3: dated. Yeah. It looks well, so behind well, well, the time. Yeah, that's that's it's. I think you're right, but yeah. I think it's got a huge kind of. It's got a great energy. Yeah, it, sure. It kind of just is. Grows. Roger having fun
2: in it. I don't know. He mm.
3: didn't behind the scenes. Right. I'll talk about that after. But mm. look, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's a batshit crazy Bond film. It's but just crazy. That boggles my mind. That
2: that such a lo- like, I guess you could call Roger low energy in a sense. He can be. It's, he's he's kind of got more of a placid. energy. <laughs> I think energy. that's accurate. So mm. something, some a, a batshit crazy movie about a low energy kind of action
3: star. <laughs> That's what we're going we're to watch. Conduct... <laughs> yeah. It's a strange yeah. concoction. It's very odd. <laughs> what a paradox. But it does have probably my favourite Bond theme in the series. Yeah, in right. the original twenty. that's for sure. So what's Whenever the this song comes on,
1: ooh, mm. ooh,
3: ooh, 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 what's I'm it ready. It's called A View to a Kill by, ah. by Duran Duran. Mm. Okay. I believe that's how you say that name, isn't Duran. it? Duran yeah. Duran, yeah. Duran Duran.
2: Duran Duran.
3: Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran Duran, 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 run Duran, do Duran. Do what about we do run, 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 we do Durang, run, run. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's another one. Very good. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and pop in the Blu-ray for 1985's A, a View, View to a kill. kill. And a kill is the only two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, we have just seen 1985's A View to a Kill. What do we reckon? The
0: greatest Bond film ever (laughs) made! Can you
3: hand me my hat?
2: Because I have to eat it. Yep, I have to eat my hat too. (laughs) What a movie! What
0: a movie! Think what you might, but that is a great Bond film. That's
3: That's a seriously fucking entertaining film. Look,
2: dare I say it. Top
3: tier bond. I think it's top tier bond. Absolutely. Yeah, top tier bond. (laughs) I came into this thinking, now will this be a two or a three? Yeah,
2: so what's the
3: deal with this movie?
2: Why does it have a bad reputation? Because this doesn't make sense to me.
3: I think it's I think it's because Bond is so old. Yeah, sure. And it's 1985. It's 1985 and things were meant to be hip and cool. And moving and, on. And, yeah. And, yeah. And it's stuck in the past. Yes.
2: Is I mean, it looked at favourably now, though?
3: Look, there are people out there who swear by this film. Mm. Huge defenders. I Mark agree O'Connell. With them. Mark O'Connell, the guy yeah. who wrote um, Catching Bullets. Yes. He is one of the biggest defenders of this film. And I'll stand by you, Mark. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you 100% <laughs> you have some infantrymen. Yeah. <laughs> Abso- bloody Absolutely. Yeah. I loved this. I Genuinely Not even in the, the Not even the sense of um, Oh it's so bad It's good No, yeah, no. I think it's actually Really fucking good It's really Because that's what
0: I was expecting I was expecting to come in here And just have a really great time With you boys Watching yeah. a kind
2: of Really tacky Watching a 2
0: or a 3 Yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah. Like
3: with Moonraker and that Where we were like We had fun We exactly. had a good time Watching Die Another Day As well yeah, That sort yeah. of yeah. experience exactly. In that hate watch uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what I was Kind of expecting But This film ticks all the boxes for me mm-hmm. yeah like it's a stunning film it's got a great script
3: Roger I think is at his best I, yep yep I, his first and his last they're my favourite of his performances and they feel like the same character they really do yeah, yeah they're really
0: speaking to each other those two films I feel and he's a
3: he's a gentleman yeah. And, and a hero. <laughs> a hero. Like a hero. It? You kept hero. saying that oh, through this Bond time. was a
2: hero in this movie. I mean, it was exemplified, obviously, in the in the scene where he saves... Please help me with her name. Stacey Sutton. Stacey Sutton mm. from the burning town hall. Yeah. Carries her down there. I mean, this is the thing that the other Bonds are missing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is, is the is the celebration or examination of the true extraordinary. Not the fantastical, extraordinary, not the make believe, but yes. the, the the real time it takes to carry a woman down a ladder, and the kind of endure- no matter
3: your age, no matter yeah. your
2: age, the endurance and the and the and the danger that he's just been through, and the trauma of it, and then getting down the bottom and just staying in that. I think that is this movie for me is that mm. scene where they just took the time to give a shit about the real stakes. Mm. And show us a hero. He mm. was a hero.
0: Because that was one thing that we sort of commented in particular around that time of that mm. sequence with the fire at City Hall that goes into that brilliant chase with the fire engine. Yeah. God, like, that is genuinely oh, hilarious. Isn't it? Even it's though so it's good. so funny and uh, full of little gags and jokes and bits. Mm. Good shtick. She's fantastic. Everyone's yeah. firing on all cylinders. But you still believe in the
3: stakes. Yeah. yeah. There's still a sense of reality about it. Well, the humour comes from the fact that, in reality, it's a little absurd. Absolutely. But that doesn't take away the tension. No. It's not the same as the bloody well I mean the tennis match back and forth mm. where you go like that's still funny yeah but it's not It it's not in built, real life. It's super not, imposed yeah humor. it's yeah. a comment rather yeah. than um, an
2: experiential response yeah. I, I was pissing myself when Roger was on that ladder <laughs> that's
0: yeah. some of the funniest swing it
2: back the other way yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's swinging out over the streets of San Fran my yeah. goodness yep and you know that's that's high stakes. Yeah. And you're not it doesn't laughing. need to be him diffusing a bomb or doing it which he gets to in this film. But you know yeah. doing this that or the other it's just he's on a ladder there's a serious threat that he might fall off and be run over by another car here. Mm-hmm. She's in control she needs to help him. It's it's all there it's
3: bubbling along. Yeah. And mm. you're not laughing at him. No. You're no. Laugh- you're laughing actually at the fact that that is so tense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It- and he's, barely and he's barely, barely keeping it together. He's barely keeping it together. And so you see a bit of yourself there, yeah. And yeah. that laugh is that kind of <laughs> laugh of recognition. Yeah, it's a laugh of recognition. That's yeah. right.
0: And a kind of like because of the suspense and tension of like that's a release for us as an audience. Of going, oh my god, this is so scary, and yes. letting out the laugh of kind of diffusing the situation. Going, this is actually bizarre and terrifying at yeah. the same time. Now, I I, I was going into this thinking I was going to see a really old man moving around.
3: <laughs> I was expecting Octopussy for your uh, eyes well, only it, again. It really
0: doesn't feel like the same Bond in that sense, the same Roger. It's like there were moments in his well, in, in Octopussy and stuff where it's like, for your eyes only. of like, well, hang on, don't don't go too fast. You might you might hurt yeah, yourself. Might fall yeah, there was never even though really... his
2: age was really present in this, like they're not yeah. hiding away from the fact that he's an old man in this one. Yeah. But they're not also not really looking at it. Mm. Like they're not making it part of the narrative, which I think is a the right choice to make. Because mm. then you've just got I'm not being forced to look at it. So I'm just believing it. Yeah. You know, I it's they're not making him do anything that is too far fetched for his Physicality for the yeah. way that he
3: moves and operates. Because even the, the couple of fistfights that he does have in this, which are probably the low points of the film. Yeah, I mean that fistfight yeah. in the um, the crate factory,
2: thing. and the, and the one in the um, in the old abandoned house. Oh yes, it's yeah, a bit, yeah. Very, it's a bit
3: slow oh, moving and that. Yeah. But the guys that he's up against are also roughly his age. Which is cool. Yeah. So you're not watching him go up against 20-year-old, you, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Ma- you know, martial arts masters. masters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that makes that that fight at the end when he goes up against Max, up against Zorin, sorry. I don't know him personally. I shouldn't... <laughs> why Your would first I presume name basis, it's a first-name basis? <laughs> <laughs> He's a leading French industrialist. <laughs> <laughs> um, it makes that fight when he goes up Against him, and that guy's full of vim and vigor, mm. and swinging a I'd fucking like a, axe psychotically. Yeah, You're sure. a bit like, oh, he's it could be matched.
2: it could be curtains here mm. for Rog I'd like a supercut of all the times you say vim and vigor in the podcast.
3: Have I said that before? <laughs> you <laughs> you come up a come bit. Up a bit. <laughs>
2: Well, there you are. <laughs> we'll put that on the list of T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little
3: treat for the audience. <laughs> Vim, Vim and vigour. <laughs> Bring it back. Underutilised term, <clears throat> I think.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely. What's not underutilised is Roger's charm. Mm-hmm. This Segway, isn't he good? The guy in his Segway, get off your (laughs) Segway! I don't know the sound of Segway. I don't think they really make one. It depends on the surface they're on. This is this is the sound of a Segway. That was pretty close, actually. Mm, I think. Yeah. I know. I think this is the sound of a (laughs) Segway. (laughs) Wanker.
0: Yeah, that's more accurate. You're right, His oh, he's a charm. He's such a gentleman in
3: this. I fell in love with him again in this. You really you did. did. Your eyes got all cloudy. Well, because Is that the expression? He's actually he's so relaxed. He's yeah. just yeah. at ease. It's lived in. It's not held, it's not you know, not everything comes out like this and blah, blah blah blah. He's very he's more real. He's, he's much more real, yeah. Mm,
1: mm. Yep. I
3: love that little dinner scene he has with Stacey Sutton. And it's oh, just that yeah. thing of it's like, oh, of what's this? Well, it's quiche de cabernet. What's that? Well, it's an omelette. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great little moment. It's beautiful. And there he's a tradesman it. in this too. So we get to see yeah,
2: all so those much. little moments. This you film get, for me, real it's real real analysis. Analysis. Oh, this yes. spoke so much. To, with uh, the Living Daylights for me, Yep, yeah, absolutely. Was, there was so much of this film that this, this uh, it must be the Glenn influence. He's figured it out by this time. That's I mean, confidence. Shaky start with Moonraker, shaky follow-up with For Your Eyes Only, even shakier follow-up with Octopussy. Yeah, and then he gets it together here.
3: Yeah, I wonder what's going on there because it's the same. It's the same director. It's the same two writers, mm. and yet. He gets the sensibility right. I think
2: it's an yeah. ownership thing. It's a, okay, oh, yeah, I've yeah. done I've done I've gone through the shit. I've done what they've asked me to do. This is what I want to do. And I don't know how true that is, but the fact that you see this the graduation of these feelings, the kind of slowness, the kind of I mean think of the skiing sequence in the Living Daylights for example. Mm-hmm. You know, that seems to appear here. It seems to kind of come up. The and sense the of extravagance, time. the time, the, the pacing that the Just the gentleness of Bond, yeah. being ready to explore that, the gentlemanly nature and the yeah. in the gentleness of, of James, rather than the brutality.
3: Yeah. You can still have both. Yeah, the way he gets out of all the scenarios in this is quite... Um, it's really quite impressive and mm. quite... It, it's a giddy thrill. I believe that's another thing I say on the podcast. <laughs> the podcast, quite a lot. <laughs> uh, is giddy thrill. Mm. But yes, by God darn it, I stand by it. <laughs> you should. <laughs> um, like, when he jumps from the horse onto the... Um, yeah. Oh, onto the... Uh, the rolls. Yeah. I presume. I think it's a rolls. I like, presume. Yeah. I we think yeah. every car's a rolls. We do. And the first thing that he does... When the car comes to a stop, Mayday points the pistol at him and he sees that Tibbet is incapacitated he in He checks Tibbet. Mm. He's interrupted, but he is in the process of checking if the guy still is breathing, has a pulse, and there's this moment of genuine care. Yeah. And it reminds me of stuff that I love in some of the other films, like Connery when he, when he finds... um, uh, What's his name? Armanderis. From Russia with love. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Yeah, he's your favourite. Because
2: you're not a you're... commander in the field. Mm. Ooh, ooh, yeah. hang on, okay, field. hang on, you <laughs> dirty devil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh. What's his name? Yeah. Oh my god! With all the sons. Yes, suns. The yes, Kamal yeah. Khan. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no okay, that's the villain.
2: octopus. Oh yeah, yeah. Octopussy.
0: This is terrible. They're, Everyone what? at home is screaming They're at screaming you. Screaming
3: at us. I can hear them. Yeah. yeah. You, you listen closely. Yeah. Oh my god. Is that fire? <laughs> but it reminds me of when Connery's Bond checks on him. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? No, can I, you guys remember nah, his
2: name?
0: I'm oh, they, too. I can't
3: remember the name of the people in this
0: movie. Yeah, let alone four movies ago. Oh,
3: I hate when this happens. Anyway, there you are. There you mm. go.
0: Fact checked that. <laughs>
3: It's, it'll Edited come to it in me. Later. It'll come to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that moment. It reminds me of um, Daniel Craig has quite a few moments uh, where, like, at the very start of Skyfall, when Ronson is lying there, bleeding out, still breathing, kind of, and all that he can do is look at Bond while he bleeds out. Ooh. And M is saying, Get moving, get moving, leave him, leaving. Bond grabs you know the handkerchief and, and is like I need to I need to stabilize Ronson mm. and it's like I just had flashes of that where I was like human mm. human bond yeah, and, and a soldier someone who has served and who wouldn't leave another man behind particularly mm. someone who he has formed quite a good bond with the chemistry between Tibbet and oh, Bond. Patrick McNee and Roger Moore. Those two are brilliant. Oh, oh my God. I just, want to see a movie about them. Yep. Yeah, it's just a real buddy. Yep. It's a real
2: buddy. Buddy relationship. Yeah.
0: yeah, that whole start of the film with around the, the stables and staking out all of Zoran's kind of horse shtick. They Carrying were the luggage up. Oh, my God. The yeah. umbrella gag. Oh. is <laughs> perfect. Yeah. yeah. Let me help you there, Tim. Oh, thank Perfect. you so <laughs> He just takes an umbrella and he's got boxes of crap everywhere. Perfect. It's Perfect. so good. It's such a great balance, this film. It really... Uh, there was a moment there pretty early on where, you know, sometimes we can get a bit chatty when we watch these films, but we were all just transfixed to the mm. screen and we hadn't said anything at all for ages. And then <laughs> I think it was you, Brandon, turning around going... I'm loving this sick. <laughs> <laughs> mean, we all just went so no away we, something. We were just so engrossed in the story. It because, really uh, grabbed us. Glenn was really just driving it along, and we were there with him and, and Rogers giving the goods and everyone's just the balance of the comedy and the style and beauty and romance of this film was just perfect for oh, me. If yeah. this
2: if this was as silly as silly bond gets, I'd be a very happy
3: man. Yeah, oh, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take ten of these. Oh. Easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Isn't it funny, though, that Roger goes through films like Octopussy and Moonraker, and for his very last film, he gives us
1: this.
3: Mm. Yeah, and isn't it funny that that Octopussy is held in such a much higher esteem than this? Than this? Why, because
2: we were tired of the man? It, it shouldn't yeah. matter anymore. You should look at his tenure now. Look uh, at the individual films. Absolutely. Right? yeah. yeah.
3: Well, yeah, it's so funny because I went into this thinking For Your Eyes Only was my favourite Roger. Because it has a great reputation. And that A View to a Kill yeah. would be... Well, For Your Eyes Only is kind of seen as a bit middle of the oh, road. Oh, is it? Yeah, and yeah. but A View to a Kill and Moonraker are seen as the real... Bottom row. clunky stinkers. Mm. So I was thinking A View to a Kill is going to be the trashy one and mm. For Your Eyes Only was going to be Prestige. It's the other way around. I wouldn't say For Your Eyes Only is trashy, mm. but... Um, a view to a kill definitely is, not and I think so it it's have... one of my. I, it's definitely top five at least. Mm, so it it's must be knocking, a long time since knocking, you. knocking, knocking, knocking yeah. on those top spots.
0: Wow, Dads, how do you feel? Because, you know, you've recently been quoted in the press as Excuse saying me. that.
3: Um, oh, yeah, this came out quite recently. I don't know oh, if our uh, well, viewers at um, home. Yeah. Do, do I, I need to contact my lawyer? lawyer? Do well, I need to get in contact them on the phone? for you? Don't worry, I have a I uh, have a little All waiver right. here. <laughs>
2: Okay, uh, I have you no, have I have no this... knowledge of what's about to occur. Let me just. Coming out in the
0: papers, in the press. Uh-huh. Um, you were quoted as saying that you, know, you, you were exhausted by Roger and that he should get out of your movies. Yes.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Look, a very different comment. circumstance at the time, taken out of context. I uh, have to understand I had just watched uh, For Your Eyes Only, which mm. I was greatly disappointed by. Mm. And at the time, I was sick of Roger. Uh, but if I could correct that quote, mm. um, it would be that uh, uh, the words of my uh, Trey Bond colleague, mm-hmm. Mr. McClelland, right. stated this film reignited his spark for Roger and made him fall in love again. I feel very similar. I mm. feel very similar here. Roger isn't my man overall, mm. but this movie and Live and Let Die and The Spy Who Loved Me those three films have the potential to make him my favourite Bond. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're three excellent movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Excellent and he's excellent movies. in them. He's excellent. He's the perfect Bond for each movie.
3: In three very different ways, he's perfect, yeah. actually, too. So I hope that answer was political enough for you. And we'll let of, you off the hook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see what the papers say in the morning. We'll see but, what happens. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm mm. with you. Like, uh, yeah, look... He gets wearisome. He does. And I really thought that there was going to be... That would reach its pinnacle. That we're going to be watching an old man who should not be on my screen in my movies anymore. You'd
0: think the trend would go that way. The slow deterioration. This
2: is like some beautiful swan song. mm
3: you know? There's... None of the stupid shit no. from Octopussy is in this. None of the stupid shit from Moonraker is in this. None of the clumsy stuff from For Your Eyes Only is in this. No. no. This is a damn good film. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. It's a damn good film. hmm. Oh,
1: they threw
0: everything man. at it to send him off. I feel that this
3: film. Because he was not meant to come back for this. it was very very last minute contract negotiations they had auditioned Sam Neill and all these different people and Timothy Dalton was in the mix again and I'm sure that Pierce Brosnan's name was bobbing up here and there and you know, God knows who else—Dennis Rodman, or you know, whoever was big at the time. I know that Dennis Rodman is the the basketball player who goes to North Korea, but I was trying to think of the the fellow with the moustache that recently passed, who was in. But Nights. nice, Bert Reynolds, not Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you you can see where confused. I got them. yes, very similar ooh boy. <laughs> Um, I'm sure they were considering like all of those those people and many more, and many less. Um,
0: so why go back to Roger?
3: I think yeah. it was it was safe.
2: Mm. For 1985, it doesn't
3: feel very safe. Well, I wonder if it if it maybe was because it was just like we just need people to know that it's Bond, it's mm. the same guy. I wonder. Because they they had they the marketing for the Living Daylights was so very driven on. It's a new Bond. And the, Timothy Dalton is Bond, and here he is. And this is Timothy Dalton. He's going to be Bond. And it's so much energy, and mm. it's an exercise to introduce. But particularly back then, before the internet and stuff like that, you know, it was a massive, costly exercise to really, you know, yeah, get that out there. And I think for so many people, Roger just was Bond. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for us to to think about it that way, I guess. But at the time, there would have been people who had never known anything but Any a different. Roger Moore Bond. In the same way that there are people, you know, who are now close to being adults. At least. Oh, well, no, they're not 14. That's quite young. But there are teenagers who, are, you know, have never known Daniel Craig not to be James Bond. Yeah, true. Yeah. Fuck, I love him. Yeah. I actually got teared up a couple of times in this. I was like, Jesus Christ, I love him. Like, We're not going to watch another one of these again in this bloody podcast what, series. What, what quality is it, you think, that brings that out? When he's a gentleman, he's a fucking gentleman. Mm. And when he's a man, mm. he's a damn good man. Mm. When he's, he cooks that bloody quiche yep. with what's left over in the kitchen, I was like, fucking resourceful. <laughs> of course James Bond will be able to do that. Mm. Of course he would. And I love that. That's a, that's a bit of an, an inside joke or wink to the audience there because there was a book that was really popular at the time called "Real Men Don't Eat Quiche."
1: Really?
3: <laughs> and I can't remember who wrote it, but that guy who wrote it ended up coming in and doing a bit of writing for Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. No way! So he has a bit of connection to the Bond the Bond universe outside of just that reference. But it was this like comedy book that was out at the time, mm. like "Real Men Don't Eat Quiche." But it was kind of it was tearing up those stereotypes yeah, sure. back when that wasn't really done back then where yeah. it's like you know real men don't wear it's pink a, and real a, men don't cry yeah, and, yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that is a nice little nod of like oh, yeah, there you go James Bond's probably the manliest man there is mm. and he's made a keesh. <laughs> so I mean it's, it's a
2: gorgeous performance by Roger Moore mm. and he's getting a little bit older he is getting older so in what this. do you boys make of James Bond in this movie not Roger Moore of Bond, it, of Bond, is he a good Bond for you?
3: Yeah, well, I guess mm. I'm kind of conflating more and and Bond a little bit when I was just saying that. Yeah, then, yeah, is that it's like when he he's handy enough with a shotgun, but also a pair of pliers and a you know screwdriver. Mm. You like seeing that that extra element to Roger's yeah, Bond, yeah, yeah.
2: especially and, late in the game because it kind of does a little bit of kind of uh, hindsight coloring you know a little bit yeah Mm. absolutely reinterpret the character even now even what 12 years after his debut he's still going
3: Mm. we're still seeing new sides to him new things about him yeah I respect that so do I and Mm. one of the things I adore in this film and I wish they did it more because it's one of the things that pissed me off a bit uh, with the Bond films is how quickly he drops his cover in other films Mm. Mm. and in this I didn't check the time, but we don't hear him say, my name's Bond, James Bond, until after the fire in Mm. the bloody town hall. Yeah. He's standing out the front talking to the cop. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm... Yeah, Yeah, yeah. actually, I'm Bond, James Bond of the British Secret Service. It's like, fuck, we must be an hour or so into the film. Maybe more.
0: Yeah. We're kind of in the... Getting close to the the final third. third. I
3: would certainly like to see another Bond do that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Deep cover. Bond deep cover. Absolutely. Real
0: espionage. Real deception.
2: Yeah. Mm. And interest, Political espionage. You know, real... You know, oh yes doing this just to destabilise that so that you know yeah. it's that kind yeah. of that second level espionage it's not so direct I'll do this and then they'll be exposed it's yeah, more we're
0: not launching missiles to you know exactly more, we hope
2: that they slip up so that we can get them in a courtroom so that we can pin this that and the other and explore that yeah you know, mm. it's much more
3: real world yeah, let's get some dirt on this guy and then mm. we'll sweat him yeah mm. that's great it's just bloody top-notch stuff. This. He wasn't so rigid this time round. It's you know? the most relaxed I think I've seen him.
0: Yeah, and there was, like, like you've commented in the past, Darbs, that sort of pattern of speech that he can get, or, you know, that know-it-all bond. <laughs> there was one appear. early it one. There was one early one. Oh, well, it's actually this, by the way. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you know that. Um, Mr. Bond, all the microchips, all that time (laughs) you have
2: to read. (laughs) He's got (laughs) to stay up to date with everything. He's got to be across
0: absolutely everything. Yeah, i I think this is is one of his best Hmm. for me. I think as well the James Bond, and what I love about the James Bond in this, I love that element of seeing other kind of aspects to his personality and character
2: yeah well rather than being a, a an action movie protagonist yes. who's expected to do great physical things and mm-hmm. be a, he's more like a hitchcock protagonist in this film whereas he's he's leaning yep. more towards being a normal man yeah. more towards a, a tuxedo gentleman who's kind of thrown into a bit of a world which is crazy and he has to kind of deal with it mm-hmm. i like seeing bond like that rather than the super trained
3: expert or, yeah. man, or, yeah, or or in at least whatever realm he's been thrown into, mm. he blends in. Yeah, he doesn't, you know. Do I'm Pierce Brosnan. Yes, hello, I'm Bond, <laughs> James Bond. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> but know. when he
0: when he glides into that to the massive sort of stables event at oh, the beginning yes. of the film, it's like he belongs there. Yes, like, you that's that. Sinjin Smythe. Absolutely. And then when he's, you know, over in America and stuff and he's got his leather jacket on, he, can, he is, he's a chameleon and he adapts. It was funny, one of you boys mentioned, particularly in the elevator fire, I think it was, where someone was saying that it's like, oh, this is a bit diehard.
3: Mm. Um, that was me. Yeah. And it, was, it was before the elevator fire. It was um, when he first goes to the town hall. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of going through the... There's a bit of that. Yes, and then once all the um, all the villains and stuff uh yeah, yeah. Have, have kind of Yeah, taken over the town hall the, and the yeah, I was like Oh this feels diehard. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. it goes. I
0: guess you're sort of referring to more of an aesthetic kind of feel and look sort of thing, but just sort of touching on that resourcefulness, it's a little bit John McCain in that sense that oh, McClane, yeah. God. Come on, come on. McCain.
3: Yeah, because he's like... McClane. Mc- McClane. Oh, John McClane. John oh, McCain. My oh, my Come done on. All right. Jake, what are you? Uh, yeah, no, I'm dirty yes, <laughs> that yeah. That yeah. That was shocking. who John McCain is? Is it James Blonde? <laughs> James Blonde and John McCain. Oh, McCain, you've done it again. <laughs> Say what you wanna say oh, get it yeah, go on, on. Your go point's on. been ruined it by does, that, but really go is. on. It All does. credibility's been shot for Jake Spear this episode. It's, it's taken twenty episodes, but we've got <laughs> there.
0: This yeah. is the dirty devil. Yeah, we've been talking This is
2: the one we warned you from the start. No, no, look, if the viewers could see my smile, they wouldn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> the jimples aren't fooling anybody. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I get yeah. you. Like the like McLean or McCain yeah. wandering through the glass. Yeah, you know, all that That stuff. kind of yeah, element. You know, it's of, like yeah. even though
0: he's a cop and he does have some sort of level of training, it's like he's thrown into this situation and forced to adapt. Mm. But I think I get a sense of that with Bond at this time of like that as the ball's kind of rolling. He's forced to adapt and move with it, and you know everything from that amazing final sequence there where he gets.
3: In the mine. flooded
0: away in the mines and stuff. Like, oh one, one God, second he's climbing yes. this ladder to freedom and then all of a sudden he's swept away.
3: Well, he gets hit by the debris.
0: Well, yeah, that's right. He's sort of Drumming knocked out down. and unconscious. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bond's in trouble here. It's like, no, we've stepped away from this sort of action man, um, unflappable, he's a invincible guy.
3: Bond. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't see everything coming.
0: Yeah, and living yeah. in this realm of like, no, 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 he's a real dude dealing with these different situations. And mm. uncharacteristically... Well, it's uncharacteristic of more, I think, to be dealing with this kind of temperament in that sense. You know, haven't we sort of talked about in previous episodes where it's like, oh, well, if you want to see that... If you want to see that aspect of real man Bond, you're not, not really Roger. going to get it from a Roger film. You're not going to see that in a Roger film.
2: No, you watch Dalton, you watch a Craig. You yeah. You watch some of the Connerys. Connerys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: But I think Roger was really... I don't know. I, maybe he... I don't know what was going through his mind. I'd be curious to sort of listen to some interviews around this time of him doing this last
3: film and how he was feeling. And It's his least favourite. Is it? Yeah, it's his least favourite. Wow. He, he didn't get along with uh, Grace Jones, who mm. played Mayday. They feuded uh, constantly. Mm. I think there was a little bit of, like, old man not getting the new generation. But also, I think she's a pretty big personality. That's pretty much on the record. Hmm. Um, like, Roger tells a story where he was like oh, she was playing this music in her dressing room and I walked over and I told her to bloody turn it down. <laughs> she just wouldn't.
1: This is rude. Feuding neighbours.
3: <laughs> yeah, apparently they didn't get along at all. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, and you... You can kind of tell. You can kind of tell, particularly tell. in that really Fine. awkward love scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, just yeah, like... Yeah. oh, I didn't need that no one speed. needs to be here no you could have cut Yeah, you could have cut before they get when you in we knew it was happening in yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah when when Zorin gives him, gives her the that's nod you. that's, that's your one out. of my favourite little moments from Zoran too that, that's, that's like, your out oh. point yeah. yeah it's like yep go on we get it we know what's yeah, going yeah. on we don't need to see the awkward frisson <laughs> between yeah. the two and boy was it awkward it's very awkward when he gets flipped <laughs> Roger looks terrified (laughs) and looks like he's about to laugh but apparently they didn't get along but he also he it was his least favorite wow he thinks he was he's like oh I was too old and it's silly and blah 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 he's just very self-deprecating he's very self-deprecating probably didn't
2: like seeing the older version of himself
3: and he probably read too many of the notices that were coming out at the time which probably did say he's too old, you know. He's going up against bloody Schwarzenegger. That's the thing. Is yeah, that he's going the up against of Schwarzenegger, Predator. Stallone, all of these huge bloody movies. Mr. London, who pops up. London's is, in this. he's on his f- way up? Grace Jones's boyfriend at the time. Oh. Well, yeah, that was another bloody argument Dolph Lundgren
0: slept his way to the top. <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> oh, oh <sad>. what <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of Jake Spear da not... But that was another thing that kind of caused tension behind the scenes is that Grace Jones said to Roger Moore, she was like, Dolph, he should be playing Bond, not you. You're an old man. Look at him. He'd be, you know he should be Bond he's young he's fit he's that would have been one of the opinions at the time yeah absolutely and I think it's an opinion that has stuck with this film Mm. but I don't know I'm pretty happy to lead the charge on saying watch it again Mm. reevaluate these films because some of those films that people are saying that are meant to be the gold standards and the standard bearers I don't think they are anymore this I'd watch this before I watched Goldfinger And I'll tell you what, this is pretty much the same plot as Goldfinger. Yeah, there's a lot of references. Silicon Valley, it's all the microchips. He wants to flood Silicon Valley so that all the the microchips in Silicon Valley are rendered useless and the competition is gone. Mm. And so that his microchips and the other businessmen, their microchips become the only microchips in the world. Yeah, That's what Goldfinger wants to do when he radiates Fort Knox. Good point. I didn't pick up on that at this all. This is a better film than Goldfinger, I'm oh, telling you. Yeah. by yeah. a mile. I, I'm yeah, I, mile.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I think she's a better odd job. She, I don't really I like expe- her too much. I was expecting a much more awkward, cringy character out of her. She actually impressed me.
3: Yeah. yeah. She impressed me. There's one or two moments where mm-hmm. I go...
2: Woo-hoo. There was a moment... One of the ways that she was costumed in the mine shaft moment and she was kind of walking forward towards camera... It's a bit of a low angle mm-hmm. she kind of straightened up and, I, and the way that she was costumed with the hood mm. and the kind of onesie style oh, yes, the flowing thing. cape over the onesie kind I, I of kind of I had that moment of that's iconic henchman yes yeah you know yeah. which doesn't know appear a lot yeah yeah, yeah 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 it yeah. really stuck out to me and I was like that's a that's a Bond henchman that's a yep. that's a rogue that's a playing card absolutely that's a, that's a collectible you know this yep. is part <laughs> of the history of Bond yeah, yeah. yeah. And a really
0: interesting journey. What an arc yeah. that
2: she sort of goes through as this that weird
0: sort of henchman,
2: lover, trainer mm.
0: type kind of fixer-upper of the, of the key villain. She doesn't hit
3: every note, but some notes no. she hits really, really well. Yeah. Man, when she is when she starts laughing as she gets outside the oh, mine because she's just looked down moment. at the bomb mm. and she starts laughing because she realises everything's been a fucking sham and a scam yep. and she's about to die. Yeah. And she's laughing at the kind of futility of it all. And then she looks at Mm. Zoran's blimp, And when she... It all drains from her face and she just goes dead cold. And then explodes... Talking about it now, I'm actually getting a bit choked up. It's a great yeah. moment. That's a fucking amazing moment. Yeah, and that's way better and way more believable than that nonsense with Jaws in Moonraker mm. of oh, Jaws, God. Jaws turning to good and blah blah blah. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I her, believe her that final in moment. This. I
2: yeah, it's powerful. I mean. Random comparison, but if anyone has seen Mister um, in Between, the Australian crime TV show, great series, it's on
3: FX over in
2: um, in the states. Oh, there's a shot just like that 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 closes out the series, and oh, it, really? it feels like the same kind of moment of recognition before a, a final moment, and it's just. Really? I've watched uh, oh yeah. It's really cool. Oh, okay, I gotta watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. Wow. It's very, very nicely done.
3: No, I bloody loved her in this. I, I re I really loved I, uh, you know, she like you said, she doesn't hit every every beat, every move. No, not but, everyone. Um, but she's not kind of violating anything. No, no, she's not she's by no means the worst. She's actor no Jar Jar that No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's what I exactly. thought she was yes. to the Bond franchise. Yeah.
2: That's what I thought the there reputation she had was kind
3: of like a Jar Jar villain, like oh, a unnecessary
2: go. over the top should never have had her in it yeah that was the reputation I thought she had but maybe not maybe she didn't
3: yeah I don't know I think she's kind of seen as uh, even the detractors of this film kind of go oh no Grace Jones is pretty Grace Jones is pretty iconic Mm. I think she's fairly well regarded it's hard to tell I mean there's lovers and haters of of everything in the community but no I stand by it I know it's controversial but I think this is this is a better film than Goldfinger Controversial. A lot of films are better than Goldfinger, according to us. Yeah. yeah. Well, i yeah. stand by it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't... I've, I keep going back to this. I don't get Goldfinger.
0: Isn't it amazing that through this journey we've got... I mean, you've said it before, but the, just the, the reputation that these films have have not matched our read on them. As we've no. And through. I wonder
3: if it's a generational thing. Maybe. Mm. I wonder if different generations appreciate different things out of these films because that's the thing there's 20 films just in the original saga there's something for everyone there really is you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like for your eyes only could be a perfect film for someone Octopussy seems to be a perfect film for for a lot of people people. Mm yeah yeah
0: A lot of those people are really angry with us. Very angry, (laughs)
3: Uh, and I'm sure we'll make them even angrier when we rant and well, when we just rave about the view to a kill. (laughs) Um, The pre-title sequence has probably the biggest misstep for me. Yeah, you're talking about the h Boys. Yeah, that's
2: ridiculous. It kind of yeah muddies and otherwise pretty top-notch opening sequence. sequence, Yeah. Yeah.
3: When he uncovers the body in the snow, Ooh. that's
2: as I said, great espionage. Yeah, shows. as I said, I like the use of popular music to as a kind of uh, counterpoint to film score. Yes, I, I like that, and I think that the use of it here and the the experimentation with music throughout the Bond series, as we've seen, it's pretty cool. It's okay to have pop music in a Bond film. I think so. But my, my problem... I would disagree. But yeah, it, I want yeah. you to make your point. Yeah, I want you to my, make my point. problem was with it was that it. if you're going to make a choice like that, it's a serious creative choice. It's not flippant. So you marry the vision up to it. You right. plan for it in the shooting. You yeah. can't just... Oh, well, this is the, sh- the sequence where I'm going to use the Beach Boys, so let's make sure we're getting that flavour. You can't come up with a decision like that in post and, and, hey, and slap it on. California girls are yeah. 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 Because when something like that is an intentional and it's a creative decision, you're more likely to... Go along with it. You might go, oh, I don't want that popular music in my Bond film, but at least it might be doing something interesting, you know? Mm. Yeah, not so just overlaid. Yeah, I,
3: I yeah. and I know. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. um, I, I don't like the use of popular music in the the Bond films too much, mm. just because I think it, it strays from what makes what the the winning formula that these films have. Yeah, which is that extraordinary way that. John Barry's score and then David Arnold's score and subsequently Thomas Newman's scores help tell the story dramatically. When Mm. their music is singing, it's iconic. Mm. Um, It it reminded me a little bit, actually, of that moment in Spectre when um, he's in the chase in Rome and he flicks the radio on and it starts playing um, New York, New York... I believe it's the song. It's a Frank Sinatra song, but it's not sung by Frank. It's a sound-alike. In the same way that this is not the Beach Boys, it's a sound-alike oh, to the really? Beach Boys. Yeah, they probably couldn't get the rights. It ties it a little too much to me being like, oh, that's that's my world. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. You don't exist there. I see what you mean. It, it breaks it a little bit for me where I kind of go, eh... Ah, no no and yeah, the reason war. yeah but i i i i know i know what you're talking about cuz like in films like baby driver and mm. it's like used to it can be a beautiful. perfection yeah it can be it can be a great perfection. way to the coens do it so much. exactly it's, it's scorsese scorsese it's just, absolutely yeah. yeah um yeah i'm not against it in films exactly, i it's yeah. more more for me in the bond films i go oh, it just feels it feels like they're reaching out from their Their formula. And what I don't like about it in this Mm. is that it's very clearly, they use the Beach Boys song. To be like, oh, it looks like he's surfing on
2: ice. I know. Do you get it? You
3: can see the joke. That's what hurts. That's what offends you. And it goes for so long. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It goes for so
3: long Mm. over some extraordinary stunt
2: work. I know. I mean, no music. Again, I keep saying this about (laughs) the Bond series, but no music would have been 20 times more powerful.
3: I know. John Glenn was a culprit
0: of that in the last film. He was. Too much music too much wacky. It's
3: something that they get right in this cuz I actually think this is my probably my favorite of the Barry scores. Oh, I'd be up there. I own this with... this on a original um, vinyl recording Ooh. and I play this all the time It's this pretty soundtrack. beautiful. It's amazing. Mm. But it also knows when to just let the action tell tell mm. the story. Yeah. Let the let the tension Likely build with those that sort absolutely. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like all that stuff on the blimp um, when, uh, when Stacy st- tries to overpower Max and all that kind of stuff mm. and, and Bond's tying off the, the knot. That's all silent. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was just fantastic. And the, the thing that pisses me off in that bloody t- pre-title sequence is when that Beach Boy music plays. It interrupts what is one of John Barry's best tracks <laughs> in the fucking film. Mm. Yeah. And it breaks it. It because it comes it back again yes and then it jumps back it, in yeah, and you're like yeah, yeah. oh well that's cool but I've, I've lost my mojo baby like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's going to take me a while to get back into this like, <laughs> just give me a second <laughs> it's like someone farted during and you're like, oh, 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 hang on hang on <laughs>
0: Brand McClellan says that the Beach Boys is like a fart. During During intercourse. (laughs) The intercourse intercourse being the Bond film. Yeah. What do you think of it? What do you think of it, Mr. Spear? I thought it was just an ad for bloody snowboarding and getting kids excited about that new wacky sport that's like surfing on ice and yeah, Which it, was it wasn't weird. the original Beach Boys track anyway. It was like getting a tribute band to do a Beach Boys song, and it's no it broke the whole mood, and it doesn't belong in a Bond film, as far as I'm concerned.
3: Yeah, because apparently the reason they did it was because snowboarding wasn't very well known at the time, I and I could to believe that was yeah. a yeah. very
0: new sport back then.
3: Was it? The was, no, because it was pretty big. In it started in the around the '70s. Uh, you'll have to fact check. I'm coming me for, me on for this. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it come it's, for me. The history yes. of snowboarding, please. Mm. But I'm fairly sure it started around... Like, it probably was started, started before that. But it became a, a pretty... A sport of its own mm. around the 70s. And I think it was around the late 70s, early 80s that it picked up in popularity. You just watch yourself, Because I don't think snowboarding... I, I should watch myself, because <laughs> I am talking a bit out of my <laughs> well, <idea. laughs> I don't think snowboarding <laughs> came right. into but the... <laughs> I, snowboarding... No, 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 no. Surely... <laughs>
0: Snowboarding didn't come into the Winter Olympics until, like, I'm going to say the 2000s. Yeah, oh, but here's another one. Yeah, I hope you
3: fact check that. Basketball oh, didn't, didn't come into the Olympics till the bloody 2000s either. And that's when to. did that start? The 90s. <laughs> well, Michael Jordan was the first <laughs> yeah, yeah. bloody basketball. Founding
0: basketball <laughs> member Michael Jordan.
3: <laughs> and Bugs Bunny, and legendary Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Irish poet Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal.
0: Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> they want me lucky charms. <laughs> no, I think it was. It was, uh, it was to promote snowboarding and get the kids. You think
2: they're there. trying to promote snowboarding yeah, by including the Beach Boys? That's your theory.
3: I reckon. It's definitely it's to a... make it be like, oh, it's kind of like surfing. Ooh, ah. oh, get James
0: Bond's doing it. Yeah. Okay.
3: But which is cooler if you just
2: let him do it? Yeah.
0: Like, oh my god. What's
2: he doing? Like, but then people will be going, hang on, is this like surfing or is it not like surfing? Oh, maybe so maybe. These boys weren't playing, so I'm it's uh, clearly not.
3: I quit. <laughs> 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 um, our title sequence. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know what to feel about it, to mm. be honest. More of the same. Yeah, it it isn't it isn't for me. Yeah. It's, it's not as egregious as that horrible title sequence we get in... The Living Daylights,
1: <laughs>
3: or License to Kill, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it feels like he is doing something different here with the neon, the neon painting. Paint all is that kind interesting, of stuff. yeah. But he reuses the Spy Who Loved Me, Roger. Something new, Which something old, something blue, bro. something borrowed. <laughs> 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 you butchered that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right, isn't it? Something new, something old, something blue. Something borrowed. I think it's
2: something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Like, a oh, it is, oh, as yeah, it's, yeah. it's meant to you rhyme.
3: You are a genius. Oh, I didn't know. I doesn't even know basic poetry. You conned oh. me, Mister <laughs> <laughs> Spear. <laughs> you, you, won't. you, don't you touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say you in God. <laughs> The factor of the matter is. The factor? factor. Yeah. The journey we're about to embark on. Bark on. And now the factor of the matter. The factor we of the matter We start and end. <laughs> on you. Book, book ended by my <laughs>
0: wonderful English. Um, it is my first language, mate. Um, not your last. Not my last. <laughs> I'll butcher many more. <laughs> He's, he just reuses his old. Stuff, you don't do that.
2: You don't do that. Come on, yeah. It's it is a bit. I mean, I know
0: neon paint's new and exciting, but
2: it doesn't make up for that. That no,
3: but it at least feels of its time, it at least feels like an (sighs) 80s. I don't know about that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I look at it, yeah. Actually, for me, I kind of go. Well, the '80s, but I think that's the music, not this. I don't. No, think no, it's no, no, much. no. The, the the music aside, because the song is. I love that song. I adore it. I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> um, but that uh, that the images of the way they utilize that paint that feels like MTV to me. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you mean. Um, Big hair. Like yeah, big hair. big hair, but just the the design of the, paint, the lips the and the body, flames and snowflakes, and, uh, and I mentioned in it that there are a couple of ideas visually Kleinemann that Kleinman well. starts to uh, expand yeah, it's upon set and him improve on a path upon a little bit. Definitely, mm. yeah. very cool like Fickle. The, the kaleidoscope woman dancing into herself mm. uh, mm-hmm. towards the end Look, of it. There's no doubt that Morris did some great
2: work on these franchise films. Mm. I just wish that he hadn't done so very many.
3: Yeah, it's it's odd that they got him to do so many. Over and, not and over. John. John. Yeah. What's Brown John up to? Or somebody else. Just, there's <laughs> lots of title designers out yeah. there. Yeah. I, it must have, it, I think it's that thing of, which was big for broccoli, loyalty, family. It's a team. Mm. We've always done it with him. And until he can't do it anymore, we keep we keep getting him. hmm Loyal to a fault.
0: To it a fault. It would seem.
3: Yeah. Now, you don't like this song. Uh,
2: I think the song is fine. It doesn't. I love it. It doesn't offend me. I just... Uh, was it a Bond song? Lately... No, it's not. Lately, yes, it is. Lately, I've been exploring some music from the 80s, and I have been enjoying it, but the sound of the 80s, I don't really like. <laughs> so much in general. The sound of the 80s, I think. Uh, oh, see, I do. And this song, is; it's got a very present 80s sound. It sure does. I've been trying to explore it and understand it. I mean, my favourite 80s band would be Crowded House. I think they're wonderful. But, um, are they an 80s band? Yeah, I guess yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, I think. 80s, 90s. Yeah. I like that sound when it's used right. I just don't want it in my Bond films because it feels a little tacky and dated. It doesn't feel like... like The, the song for bloody... Goldfinger, you could put in any era. Mm. That's what I want from a Bond song. I don't want something that is so tied to its time. Whereas you like it a
3: little. Oh bit. no, no. See, I, I usually don't like that tied to its time yeah. feel. Yeah, Bond um, films
0: should be timeless, so there should be an element. There of There should timeliness. be an element of timelessness. And yeah. actually,
3: there's something about A View to a Kill that I, because I hated it as a kid. Mm. I thought this this was the one I skipped. Constantly, when it would come up in my iPod Classic, video video iPod, video iPod baby, (laughs) had the gorillas feel good ink on uh, one side of the box (laughs) and uh, Bono on the other. Good old Bono, straight to your iPod, whether you want it or not (laughs) or not. But no, in the last like three years, there's something about the energy of this song. I, I like the way it's used in the score. And the way that it is utilised in the score. Hmm. It, it's There's something about it. And John Barry himself has said that it was um, the best experience he ever had was working with Duran Duran. He said working with them on this was just a dream. Wow. Mm. They They creatively vibed off each other, and he was like, everything that they were throwing out, I was picking up. And... And he he utilises it so beautifully throughout the film. It's a great score. It's just got a great energy to it. In the same way that I think Live and Let Die has. And it gets me up in the same way Live and Let Die does and the same way The Man with the Golden Gun does. It (laughs) It does what? It gets me up. (laughs) Out of my seat Oh Oh, wow. oh, you, oh dirty <laughs> you dirty devils Thank god You dirty devils We're 20 podcasts Oh you, you said it mate Families you are said listening
0: <laughs> I didn't say it
3: God yeah,
0: it came out of his mouth <laughs> oh,
2: Careful Senses won't be able What did it. you think of the yeah, song? what do you think?
0: I, I love it
2: yeah, because oh, you're an '80s boy. Yeah, you're a Springsteen man.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is
3: <laughs> the furthest thing from Springsteen. It is.
0: It's not very Springsteen. It's more hair band. This is kind of stuff. It's yeah, like it's pop. It's pop, baby.
3: Nah, it gets me in the mood. Do you uh, like Duran
0: Duran? I don't know too much of their stuff, to be honest. Mm.
3: Hungry like the wolf.
0: Yeah, yeah. That'd probably be the only one that I. Know. And that's a great
3: song. That's probably their only real big big, big hit. hit. Yeah. It's the, the one on this one, two EC every. Happy <laughs> day, happy fam.
0: It, it thrills me, gets me in the mood. I really like my Bond film to kind of get me. And I think the energy of that film, the energy of the song matches the energy of the film. Mm. Right?
2: I don't know if it does. You don't reckon? No.
0: keep
2: going. Keep
3: going. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: yeah, it <laughs> no, it's not the movie. Yeah, it no, is. No, it's not the movie. It it's is. The movie's
3: more elegant than that. The movie's more elegant than that, I think. In moments, but in the same way that Casino Royale is extraordinarily elegant. Mm-hmm. But it's also got this kind of hard rock, gut punch edge to it. Yeah. Which, you know my name, kind of captures. And similarly... The way that he, uh, David Arnold uses the You Know My Name theme and he uses that to create like just some tender, elegant moments. Mm. Like the way he's able to play with that melody. And I think that's what I... I think there's something about it that, that I love where I'm like, oh, it's not just a kind of 80s pop kind of get-up ballad. But it does but transform. But it can also be turned into that romantic it felt, dinner
2: for two. It felt like, like a great... That song and, and Barry's score in this movie, for me, felt like a, a very evident precursor to the sound of the Brosnan era. The actual you boom, think? you know, that golden eye Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. The, sound. The pipe in the elevator. The pipe
2: in the elevator sound. Oh, I don't hear the, that at all. they the mechan-
3: so different, don't you think? Oh, I, I don't
2: know. I was getting vibes of 90s Brosnan action. Not in the song.
3: Oh, it, really? In
2: the way... That the score used it and the
3: Well maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe David well, let Arnold. Let me know picked if I'm onto something there, folks. Yeah yeah, 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 I'd be interested if anyone else hears that. Mm. I, you could be right, because David Arnold's. Probably I think I am right. I think I'm always that. right.
1: Careful.
3: Oh on. right. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you like the score. I love the score. It's a hell of a score to leave on for the original saga. Mm. This is our yes. final Barry. I'm glad we finished on a Barry. Yeah. Could you imagine if we finished on That Conti nonsense, that Constance, (laughs) that war crime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, wouldn't be happy about that. Uh, This was absolutely majestic. Yeah. Seconded. Uh Thank you. Thirded. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Mm -hmm. The votes are in. It's been
3: noted.
0: 100%. 100%. (laughs) Majestic.
3: Um, Our villain, I think, is... He's top tier for me.
0: Mm. What do you reckon, right. Duff? What do you reckon?
2: He was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. Pretty menacing. I expected. Uh, a- Walk him. I expected. Yeah. yeah, I expected a bit more zaniness. Gotta I I love-
3: watch! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuck it up my ass.
2: <laughs> I love the kind of more restrained nature. His playfulness, his readiness to laugh. Um, he's pretty crazy. Pretty psychotic. He's got, he's got everything I want from a Bond villain. I like that they brought him into 1985 really well. There was kind of a, a nice... It was speaking to the Tomorrow Never Dies villain. Oh, in yeah. In a few ways for me. Yeah. That, the villain of the time. The villain yeah. using the agency around him. You know, the, the kind and of... And also
3: a little ahead of its time as well. There's a yeah. relevance of him today, which oh, I was yeah. a bit like, ooh. Kind of like the License finale. to Kill um, Wall Street money Men.
2: Yes, yeah, you know yeah, there's yeah. that kind of element to it. I thought it worked really well. This is the best that has worked. Yeah, it works better than it does in Tomorrow I Never Die. And I think it's down to walking. Um Yeah, he's pretty cool. I don't think he's up there in terms of being my favourites. Fair enough. Um, he's he's definitely above that that average villain territory. Yes, he's yeah. punching above his weight. Yeah,
0: mm,
3: mm. he's one. Of the we best. didn't ask you. All right. Why don't you wait till you're asked? Wait till you're asked. Well, why don't you ask me? (laughs) What film's that? Oh, no. Uh, James Bond, 007. That's that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Can you actually know? Do you actually know the film? Uh, Why don't you ask me? Why don't you ask me? It's
0: a money penny line.
3: Why don't you wait until you're asked? Why don't you ask me?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lois Lane. It's money penny.
3: Nope. Lois Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Was that his Dalton voice? Go again. Why don't you wait until you're asked? Yeah, that's that's a Dalton No, that's Pierce. Nope. Dalton why don't you wait until you're asked That's a Dalton boys. Right, if you say so
0: why don't you wait until you're asked what would it be
3: well why don't you ask me oh
0: yeah it's License to Kill you're well done <laughs> well done thank you thank you thank you uh,
3: the oh. listeners at home are going Yay, yeah, yeah, come <laughs> on get through it boys get to the you. bloody oh blood. yeah
2: oh yeah yep. top tier villain for sure he you was, say this about every goddamn villain.
1: Well,
0: like it, um, I'm a flip-flopper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is
2: maniacal.
0: Mm. He's disturbing. I feared him. This He's
2: terrifying.
0: Yeah, Psychotic dubs, you're right.
2: When he's machine-gunning the oh, mine All
0: workers. of his own <laughs> miners. Like, why are you doing that, man?
3: methodically. Mm. Not just spray and pray. No, nah. no. Nah. He targets certain areas yeah. and the way that that is edited together that we keep coming back Backed to watching him kind of laughing at it and then we're geographically in a different position and then he cleans that entire area yeah. up and then when it's like the one or two the guy stragglers climbing the left. he kicks the guy's oh, face, he shoots God. the guy off the ladder. It's, that's, we've not seen that from another villain. Uh, Talk about hands on. Yeah. Have we not? No, we've not seen a villain kind of just go, just time to clean house now. No, right. Can't afford to pay these people.
0: Not at all. No, stylish, elegant, great taste. Strongberg would have hated him. Very decadent.
3: Very decadent. Very decadent. I loved it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, bloody. That first. The chateau mansion, God, oh, great yeah. matte painting, you, great.
2: great, It's Matt not Man. a matte painting; it's gorgeous. The word <laughs> "chateau" do does
3: paint. not mean matte painting. You, it's, boys. French. For it's painting. French. It's matte painting That's French yeah. from matte painting. Oh dear, yeah, blame me. Yeah, blame me. Huh? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was great. It
0: was, but I, I agree. I thought we were going to see some crazy walk and, You know, God, <laughs> Mr. Bart, You know, it's crazy. It's a remote control. <laughs> the remote control's your life. <laughs> we need the microchips to, we gotta make money. James, Jimmy, my boy, come on. It's crazy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> These microchips need more cowbell <laughs> <laughs> And other Christopher Walken phrases. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't resist. No. We resist. He he's actually he's he's quite um, This must be before he became very Walkenized as yeah. well. Hmm. He's he's not far off winning the the Oscar for Deer Hunter here. Oh, because he's I mean it's it's like seven years or something on because yeah. Deer Hunter was what yeah, 77? Yeah. Seventy-nine?
1: I don't know. I don't
3: know. Deer he's, Hunter. He's he's like six or seven years off. From, this is eighty five. From it, this is eighty five. Right.
0: So Batman Returns is what ninety one.
3: Beg your pardon. Batman
2: Returns. Batman Returns. The second. Was that ninety
3: one or ninety three?
2: And... <laughs> 91. Um, oh, it was. He's the What's kind that?
0: of zany villain in that.
2: Oh, he is too. Big yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Kind of wig
3: Max. Um, he he's called cre- Max again. Yeah. He creates Catwoman. Yes, yes he does. He yes. pushes her off the thing. Yes. The building, not the thing. Not the thing. <laughs> not the off. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. yeah. People live in them. A- no, I, I, I love him. He's, he's psychopathic. He's, um, he's just got. He's just got enough. Going on constantly. When he's sitting behind the computer... Oh, that was beautiful. he takes the the photographs of him. I've got a great stallion for you. It's like, oh, this is brilliant. And as every bit of information comes in, he sees British secret agent, licensed to kill. He's like,
2: hmm. Huh. All right. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't get to the depth of his kind of... The backstory that they started to explore... They didn't drill down yeah, yeah, into that. A it was a more kind uh, of genetically engineered baby. I think yeah. they went
0: into it just enough. For yeah, they. you think
2: any more and it would have yeah, been too. Yeah,
0: I think it would have been. T- it would have turned into um, the force. The, yeah. the
2: force is controlled by Metahumans
0: and all that. Yeah, yes. Kind of yes, thing. yes. It's I, like, I, Don't talk about it. Just we'll accept it for what
2: it is. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: got nervous actually when um, when the American contact on the wharf was telling Bond the CIA guy yeah the CIA guy Mm. was telling Bond about um, like oh you know they injected women with uh, steroids and it created high IQ babies but the payoff was that they were all psychopathic I was like oh yep yep okay 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 Mm -hmm. stop stop Mm -hmm. stop stop stop. it doesn't really need to be in the movie at all no 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 but I was a bit like okay that's good I'm good there Mm. I'm good there Uh, that's enough for me that's enough Otherwise, you're getting a bit sci-fi for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it becomes a bit Wolfenstein, where it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, alternate histories of the Nazis. And... Yeah, all their tech and stuff like and that. And I wonder if a little bit of that comes from Indiana Jones's influence. Probably. Maybe. And I wonder if there's a little bit of like, oh, Nazis are back. Yeah, 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 Nazis yeah are the yeah, villain yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. finally, <laughs> great news, boys. After all these years, the we're Nazis back to killing back. Nazis. Space is over. Space is old news. <laughs> yeah. The
0: Nazis are back.
3: Not space Nazis. Nazi Nazis. <laughs> Proper Aryan Hitler boy Nazis.
0: <laughs> yeah, just enough backstory. I think yeah, that was, was kind of fine. But He's just deranged. Really. So many great moments. Where do you rate his
2: his demise in terms of the... Do you think the demise could have been better? Yes. Hmm. It could have been better.
0: Capturing the moment better. I think falling to his death from the the Golden Gate
2: Gate Bridge Bridge is pretty iconic and, and substantial. Just could have been done a bit better. But
0: yeah, it was a little underwhelming or a little kind of periphery or something like that. That kind of... All of a sudden he looks back to the... To the
3: doctor in the Carl Mortimer.
0: Yeah, his father figure and then phoom, slips
3: and he's gone. Well, but he see he there's a moment there that I love mm. where he's slipping. Yeah. And we're cutting to Carl and Bond and Stacy. And then we cut back to him and he takes one last grab and he hears Mortimer going, Max,
1: Max. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And he has this moment where he's like, I'm about to die. Mm. And he starts laughing. Mm. I didn't catch that. And he, he starts mm. chuckling. Mm. And then he just slips. Right. And I was, I'm just like, oh, he's fucked. Mm. Oh, he's laughing at his own death. Mm. Because he's that devoid of, of any form of emotion and compassion that he cannot even empathize with himself. Yeah.
0: I would have liked to have seen that more... Sure Forefront I think if we yeah. took a, a, An extra shot like or Hans, two Hans Just to Gruber. really kind of Yeah Hans Really Gruber. see that land Slow motion Fucking okay. Yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm, But Solid death Deserving death Yeah Great villain He died really as plot. he
3: lived Falling, falling. from <laughs> the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> That's how he would have Wanted <laughs> it It's a great plot It's better than Goldfingers Yeah I agree mm it is better it's more relevant to us as well as a society even without that I just think the way he goes about it is way cleverer how Bond goes about no no the way that Zoran goes about everything is way cleverer than than the Goldfinger stuff you think Zoran's onto something yeah, and I'd like to talk to you boys outside of the podcast if I could. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a heist, boys. We're going to San Francisco. Um, locations and sets, we remarked oh, throughout man. this that we adored every single one of them. It was... Uh, this is the template
2: for me for Bond locations. Mm. This is it. Mm. Wow. wow. Every
0: frame of painting. Mm. Tell me what everywhere you looked Just, gorgeous
2: whether it? it's the inside of a bloody working mine or a, a grand old chateau or city hall what city was hall. inside the Eiffel Tower yes oh, oh, restaurant. the
0: restaurant Tower. that restaurant oh, my goodness beautiful the beautiful um, white pillared house in oh, the kind man. of Californian wilderness where uh, where Bond so fixes, the, ma- fixes the, matte the, matte the lights the matte painting the matte painting it's yeah. not a matte painting <laughs> So many beautiful locations. Yeah, locations. locations.
2: My favourite would be the Eiffel Tower restaurant. There was just something
3: gorgeous about that. Yeah? Yeah. Mine's City Hall, actually. Oh, City Hall. Yeah, those stairs. I couldn't believe that. That elevator scene is so... It's just amazing. The way mm. that they did that. That didn't feel... Funnily enough, didn't feel like a, a Bond film. It felt like a real film.
1: <laughs>
3: I <laughs> what had, did you say? Yeah, I kept having that in my head because I was like, "Wait a minute, this is a Roger Moore Bond film." Kind of becomes like a Poseidon adventure slash. Yeah, why it's does this a survivalist drama? Yeah, why does this feel real? Why are there stakes here in this fire? Because usually this when there's a missing fire from breaking the silly out, bonds. yes, yeah. and in this original twenty saga, you know, when there's fire and all that kind of stuff, you get a bit like. Yeah, he he can walk through that. He can He'll walk be through fine. it. He'll yeah. be fine. it's not really hot. <laughs> but again, this. I had another flash to Craig. Mm. This made me think of the fire in the end of Quantum of Solace. Oh,
2: when the elevator cable is um, oh, snapping, snapping fraying in the flame, the cutting in amongst mm. that. It's yeah. You and think her she, performance. You think I, she's I, I die. genuinely, my gut feeling was she was going to plummet down that elevator shaft, and you same, felt the same. Yeah, it was yeah. some great storytelling. I don't get the flack she she
3: cops.
0: Yeah, I was surprised when you said that she, she's one she of my did. favorite
3: Bond girls. Yeah, I really like yeah. her. I know I'm she's because she's she an hit, average everyday person that kind of yeah. got swept up in it all. She yeah.
2: hits a few bum notes, but she yeah. brings a reality. She brings that real world sense of I don't want to die.
3: Yeah, she's brings doing stakes
2: this. to it. Yeah. yeah, when she's screaming in that elevator shaft, you talk about people not liking that moment or or saying yeah. she's a bit annoying. I was. Really with her I was like James get back to her yeah. Get back to her quickly She's, she's going to die Terrified yeah. yeah And that sense of Abandonment
0: too Of like oh my god I've just been Left and locked In a flaming elevator shaft And mm.
3: breathing in A All lot that smoke of smoke and Yeah that's it Which when He's carrying her down the, the I mean she recovers From it fairly quickly In the fire engine But When he's Getting her out of the building And down the ladder And when he puts her down And she's there She's suffering from the effects of that smoke inhalation. And that's another great moment I love of Roger's bomb where he's like, Stacey, you're all right, you're all right. You're yeah, out. that you're was out. really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And he's got that hand on her shoulder, he's reassuring. It's a military man. It isn't that because that's what a person in shock needs to
2: hear. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm through yeah. it. I'm calm, through calm, it. Calm, calm. Yeah, it's Treating all right. Her, yeah, stay. yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was my favourite moment from Roger in the film. It was a lovely moment. Mm.
3: That's a fucking human, and she brings out a lot of that in him. Actually, Mm. I'm I'm really shocked that that people don't rate her very much. I wonder how much of it comes from the fact that they're like, ah, she's that. She's just a hot blonde from Charlie's Angels. She's a TV actor. Mm. I wonder how much. Oh, she's in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I'm fairly sure she was in Charlie's Angels. Let me go. Did she play Cameron Diaz. I don't want to hear about this in the no,
2: front,
0: Fawcett, <clears throat> Fawcett
3: played like, Cameron Diaz. Played Cameron Diaz
0: in the original Charlie's Angels. I'm fairly it? sure. But unless it was unless they'd moved into the sort of second generation of the T V show by then.
3: Could be, yeah, because her name's Tanya Roberts. Right. Does that name ring a bell to you, Jake? She is Denise Roberts' mother. <laughs> Who's Denise Roberts. You're thinking of Denise oh, Richards. Oh, this bloody wow. Shakespeare! I've done oh, it. Again. I seriously can't handle no, Denise. Nice. Well,
0: we did this in the episode because Denise. Glad Roberts.
2: we're at the twentieth. <laughs> my God, oh,
0: Why does? Why should that name ring a
3: bell to me? I'm Can just, just I'm asking. asking. if it rings a bell. Why are you always on the so defensive? defensive? Why would you? You're
0: say You're always something attacking. Like You're attacking, attack, attack, <laughs> attack,
3: attack. Oh, it's just constant with you. <laughs> really i've just got so much going on oh, scrolling through his bloody phone again
0: uh, <laughs> on a you, podcast can
3: you ease up
0: <laughs> oh she played sheena sheena yeah she's sheena who's sheena? sheena Sheena easton Sh- who's saying Shut
2: your no, mouth <laughs> no, no. sheena when there was the big amazon woman craze when everyone realized how sexy amazonian women no were. no 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 Zena. That- <sighs> that's xena Oh, see, we don't. She played we don't Sheena. Ha- we
0: don't harass Darby when he
2: messes up. I her didn't name. mess up Sheena. It's a classic old film. It was made to sexually objectify this actress. Right, yeah. that was the sole purpose of the movie. Let's <laughs> oh. make a movie about how beautiful this woman is. Yeah, it was the time. year
3: before this film. Dude. There you go. Um, oh, a, here's something. Here's here's one for you. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, um, she is Midge Pinciotti in that '70s show. Crickets. Yeah. That 70s show I'm fairly sure she's Mila Kunis' mum Oh you know?
0: Okay
3: I don't care No Alright fine <laughs> Well she's And like my... she was in the final season of uh, Charlie's Angels Alright you happy Yeah as an angel No she was uh, I don't know does it matter? <laughs>
0: oh, 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 this is how we... Do. Don't look over here, folks. Don't look over here. I've
3: made a mistake. What, no, you, what no, were you no. going to tell us? Do you want to know what light. my favourite location is? Not really. Uh, really. Uh, let me no, guess. Let me no, guess. No, no, was, no, it, no. was it the dump truck? Oh, uh, yeah. Because you're a garbage person? Pile of garbage. High five. High five. What?
0: No, I've got too many to name.
2: No. You've got, so that's what you wanted to tell that's us. That's what I wanted to tell you. you know, he wants you don't to win in every, every state. Oh, he wants oh, to win God. in Minnesota and Kansas no, and Arkansas. It's not a political trail. No.
0: California <laughs> is this nation's backbone. <laughs> no, you loved really, them all, did you? I loved them all. Equally. Yeah, so did we. No, I think Max is, family, Max's estate, I think, is probably the best. The, 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 the amount of time we spend there, I love that everyone's dressed up all of the servants have got the, the wigs on and everything's like s- 1700s
2: 18th century sort of yeah like fucking Mozart like walking around yeah,
0: all this classical music going like, on
2: Amadeus it's gorgeous yeah there was such a, a cool. classical influence on this film Yeah, I don't know where that came from I don't know. for this movie why this movie I don't know, Strange. but it suits Rod. It Trimorous. does. It really does. It's
3: like, yeah, fucking, is, of all the, the bonds, he's the one I would in. see. Him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Like him playing a character like St. John Smythe. You just go, yeah yeah, 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 of course. An art, an art guy. Yeah. Him yeah. in that top hat at the races. Yes. Oh, yeah. The yes, that's only Roger Moore. Because mm. we've seen Timothy Dalton in that top hat and that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Do True too. Although that suit is awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't really have a vehicle in this, do we? The, well, uh, the blimp. There's a few... Zoran's blimp, that would that'd say. Be iconic, there's no Bond car. There's no Bond car in this.
0: What about the Rolls? Did he almost drowns he is. in it. Yeah, he
2: almost drowns in it. True, that
3: is drowns a pretty prominent that, vehicle. But,
0: you know, Tibbet
3: dies in it. What is it? Like a Rolls Royce Phantom or something? Mm, one for the fact check.
0: One for the fact check, I suppose. But it kind of had the, the, the angel wings... Mm on the front of it, didn't it? The, the emblem?
3: It can't fly. It's a car.
0: Yeah, I know, but the emblem at the front of the car. The hood ornament. The hood ornament. Mm. Oh, I, the way you the, de- the way, way you were describing that
3: then, I thought you were saying that over the tyres, the there were angel's wings. That the angel that the angel that the angel that's what he was
0: saying. How would you get that from my description? That's what Darby heard as that's well. That's what I heard. The you car two. had
3: angel's wings. No, you're mad. You're mad. <laughs> I'm not... Well, I'm getting mad
2: you're trying to talk about the hood ornament. Is the that what we're The hood ornament
0: has wings. Yeah. Is that the emblem?
2: For Rolls Royce. I thought Rolls was an R, but uh, just an RR in a thing. But uh, that might be their logo type and they might have a different emblem. Who knows? Mm. Mm. Um, one for the fact check. One for, the one fact for you check. to come to us well, with. Well, I'll
0: be sure to let you know if you well. were wrong
2: and you probably are. Well, I haven't stated mm. anything.
3: Probably. As you'll find when you listen back to this, doing the fact yeah. check. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think next week's fact check will will run for thirty seconds, and it'll be you going. I'm a dirty devil. I'm very sorry, you guys. <laughs> well, look, everything you said was beyond reproach. If you do want a more concise kind of considered fact check, no, I do no, know a guy. No. Oh, I know a guy too. Yes, yeah, yes. I could. I think I we might team be thinking of the same fellow. We could be. Is a me? No, I was thinking oh. Dean Kane from Lois and Clark. He is good. This film is light on vehicles. It is also light on gadgets. But it does and have I gadgets. Think it does have gadgets. Mm. But I think it being light on gadgets and not having a full-on cue scene mm. is actually one of its strengths. Does a point come off for the robot dog? Oh, the robot dog is dumb.
0: Oh, it doesn't take a point away, but it is. Silly. It
3: doesn't take a point off for me, but it is dumb. I, I think of it in the same way that I forgive Canine in the Doctor Who. I don't series. forgive Canine in the Doctor Who series. Don't you? No. What a stupid idea! It is a stupid idea, but <laughs> a lot of the Doctor Who is very stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, th- that dog. What are the other gadgets?
2: Um, uh, spectacles. The spectacles, oh, yeah. which are kind of daggy. Polarising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Silly yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
0: the, the card that he uses to break in through the window. Sharper image. Sharper there's. image card. Yeah,
2: there's some good gadgets
3: um, in
0: this. A villain gadget is the... Um, steroid injection that
2: oh, goes yes. into in the, the top cane. of the, the Whip? Yep. Okay, yeah. That is pretty
3: cool. Yeah, I yeah, didn't and that. And the villain has the vehicle of the film, which is the blimp. Mm. The blimp gadget. Mm. I quite
2: like the blimp. I I, like I was. It's slightly impractical. When I first found out in, that, in the first blimp scene that we were in a blimp, at the end of the scene, they didn't set it up, I was shocked <laughs> <laughs> and offended. And I thought, what's James Bond doing in a blimp? What is going on? But then, as it settled, I was like, you know, this is alright.
3: Yeah, and I kind of went, (laughs) yeah. "Yeah." In the eighties, someone like him would have had a blimp.
2: Yeah, I thought blimps were were known to be death traps at that time.
3: No, I don't think they were because they were still used. No, because oh, I think the Hindenburg. The Hindenburg. The Hindenburg. Hindenburg, Yeah, it was a Zeppelin though, so Mm. I'm still right. Yeah, technically. Technically.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great band.
0: Great band.
2: Hindenburg, mass, big turning point for. Uh, media coverage. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Oh, Photography and media.
3: Mm. Mm. Which doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, well blimps were still being used well, up like until the two thousands and the yeah. footage. I yeah, I don't know if they're like a pretty, like a viable getaway vehicle. Absolutely not. No. I also don't think that it could sneak up on a woman. <laughs>
1: and make <laughs> like get
3: <and it> <laughs> bigger up. That would be an operation to get a blimp that low. That quickly. That, and, that, then that, that and then yeah, that high. Yeah, that quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But
0: a great vehicle to observe the destruction of California. Oh, you would almost yeah.
2: say it was a great vehicle um, to witness to a kind of murder or yeah, a something. A view yeah. to
3: <sighs> a... Kill. Flood. Kill. Flood. Flood. A view... No, a view to a kill. They say it in the film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. why? Because it's the title of the film. (laughs) 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 Mm. Yeah. Mm. What do you think of the blimp, Jake? You're very quiet on on the blimp front.
0: No, I don't mind the blimp.
3: I think where else but a Bond
0: film can a a maniacal villain travel around in a
2: blimp? One of whom has a monocle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, we get a villain. With a monocle. With a monocle.
2: He's up there, actually. This guy. He's We're not up there, there really? We're not there But well, we can talk about him. Let's talk, let's let's talk, about, talk about, about him. The bloody guy with the monocle.
0: Yeah. Mortimer. Mortimer. How good's he? I Daddy. thought he was just going to be a vet that would, you know, fix up the horse and leave. <laughs> yeah. In, in, he really stuck uh, around. He's but a he,
3: mad scientist. He's a Nazi
2: scientist. He's a
0: Nazi scientist. With
2: real kind of, uh, yeah,
3: belief in what's going on. He wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. Mm. My favourite scene with him is when he first meets Roger Moore... When he first meets Bond. Mm. And he goes, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I was just uh, looking for the bar. And he goes, oh, well, let me show you. And he kind of takes him and he's very jovial and welcoming. He's such a lovely host to Bond. Until Bond starts... He asks a kind of probing question about the training of the horses. Yes. And... Mortimer instantly kind of goes, oh, no, you're asking too many questions here, you nosy son of a bitch. It's great. It's a really nice little mm. change where I went, oh, he's he's bad. Mm. He's styled
2: so well. He's such an old... They, they really paint the image of a, an old, cackling, rich villain without actually having to go there. Yeah, Like when he's holding the dynamite in the blimp at the end with the <laughs> monocle, it's and- like... What a crazy, and white, the crazy hair. white hair it's like they've achieved that through practical means and they've gotten to that stereotype that evil
3: doctor character yeah, yeah. yeah but honestly and that's something because yeah. so many people they have a problem with him too because they go oh he's a fucking cartoon character he's a cartoon mad scientist with he, the monocle he and, he the is, and but the that's mind. why he's great but it's brilliant it's yeah. a great way of using that trope yeah i mean jaws is he not a fucking cartoon character is mm. odd job not a cartoon character yeah. exactly i mean is blofeld not a cartoon character particularly that stupid yolt it has got uh, not a patch on Telly (laughs) Savalas. Oh, Oh, let's not go there. Telly's not that good. Excuse me! (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of cartoons in the Bond franchise. Yeah, why pick on this one? Why pick on that one? Mm. When he's,
0: like, got quite... Like, he's established so well and and Mm. built so well.
3: Yeah. And really fucking well performed.
0: Yeah, he's a great actor.
3: Mayday. Grace Jones. We did touch on her a little a, bit. Yeah, we had a bit a, a of a bit. About I, I'm I'm on board. Um, Jenny Flex, and I can't She's remember the other uh, person because we're not introduced to no, her. No, she I
0: think... just randomly appears. Yeah.
3: There's you... a, an Asian woman who is
2: yeah,
0: sort of an accomplice or a, of like Jenny, same yeah. level. They making do, the they
3: Molotov, Molotov cocktail. They her by name. I can't stuff. remember. Do they? Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. Right. I miss that every time
2: I've watched but it. You quite like Jenny. As a character, she doesn't really do much. No, she doesn't do anything. I just no. think she's
3: stunning. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes, she's stunningly beautiful. Mm. And she just holds herself in such a way that I'm just like blown away by. She's like eighteen. Wow. I was I surely that when you said that. When I heard that. Yeah, she's like she's like eighteen at the time. She holds herself like a thirty year old pro. Yeah. Mm. She's got a real class and elegance about her. Excuse yeah. me? Pro. Another name for a porn star, prostitute. Oh, a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't mean that. <laughs> um, who are our other villains? Oh, Scarpeen. Yeah. Yeah. Scott cool. John Berthnal. Yeah. Berthnal. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's, he's pretty a, good. Pretty cool. What a great, man. Like, and for that kind of like security guard type yeah, background henchman. Yes. Yes. Mm. That's, I think, the best of those we've had in this, because a lot of the time they get a bit like forgettable, left behind. They get left behind, and a they lot. don't really, they don't really need to be there. Mm. But I watch him, and I'm like, nope. I, talk- I watch all of them, and I go, oh no, I see all of your roles within his organisation. Yes, there's a reality to it. There's a reality and, to and, it, and you feel that
2: they've they've invested in some way. Yes, he wants to see this work. Absolutely. He's not going to run in the other direction when it all goes up in flames. He's, yeah. he's a part of it. He's yeah. so
3: in it that he's gunning mm. those people down exactly. with Zoran there. Mm. It's it's another element with with the way that the all the villains are kind of incorporated that makes me think of what I love about Die Hard so much is that you can see the kind of hierarchy and yeah, the villains yeah. in yeah. the oh, Die Hard an H- squad mm. and you can get that in this as well. And for me, I'm just like, oh God, there's some really great... 80s action direction here. Yeah. This is just great 80s action like cinema. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was one of the early things that I commented on was like, I know who everyone is.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, there's been a couple of films that we've come across going, I can't remember anyone's name. I don't know who they are or why they're there or what happened to them. Thought that was the same person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas here, it's like, even though, because we have been concerned in the past of like, oh, there's too many people. It's going, oh, I can't remember. But this, I was like, There are quite a few Mm. characters that we're meeting along this journey. Mm. But like you said, Brandon, I I know everyone. I know what their role is. I know why they're there. Name two of them. Um, Mayday. (laughs) That's one. And uh, (laughs) Zoran. He got through it. He got through it. That was obvious. Any more
2: than two, he'd be struggling if I'd ask for three. Yeah. Don't ask anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah, no, I I love them. It's a great little rogues gallery that we've got mm. in this film.
2: It does feel like that. It feels like I just kept getting this image of playing cards when mm. I was watching this
3: movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. Do, what do you think about? Because we have quite a few Bond women in this. Yeah, we've got Stacey Sutton played by Tanya Rob. A lot of them look very similar. They do. There was a look, look to similar. the Bond girl. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. We have uh, the the British agent at the start. No, no, she's American or Canadian at the start in the uh, the floating iceberg boat. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I don't remember her. I name. don't
3: remember her name. No, <laughs> she's not very memorable. No. Then we have uh, we have the Russian agent. Yes, whose name I can't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I always remember her as.
1: Oh, the bubbles—they tickle my <gasps> Tchaikovsky! <Yeah. laughs>
3: <laughs> it's that. She a, was funny. I love she that. That's funny. a great yeah. little scene, and yeah. her and Gogol when they're in the car driving away. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the tape. Play goes the in, yeah. Their little double take. Yeah, yeah it's very of that funny. She's a funny actress. Very funny. Yeah. It's
0: great. And that's another. That's a perfect example of those little lighter comedy moments creeping yeah. their way in there. Mm. And they
2: work. Mm. They do. We kept remarking on there there is silliness present. Yes. Um, but it is all emerging out of the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same as the beach boys further than that beach boys conversation. They make it work in the reality rather than yeah. shoehorning it in. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. like
3: Octopussy with him doing the Tarzan yell where you go, wh- where has that come exactly. from? Exactly. Yeah. Like, or the battalion what, of women. Bond, while he's trying to hide from yeah. being hunted by fellow men, is going to signal his position with by t- doing a Tarzan or yell? the bloody, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> the
2: battalion of, of circus women oh, who are yeah. also Storming acrobats. Storming the bloody... know s- yeah, yeah, taking yeah. down, down none a of train that. guard. There's none of
3: yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Um... But our main Bond girl, Bond woman, is Stacey Sutton, yep. a much maligned Bond yeah. woman. She yeah. gets lumped in with Christmas Jones quite a bit. Funnily enough, you remarked on I that. I did, be. But, but similar Christmas character had type.
2: Kind of, when we watched the world is not enough, we thought Christmas had received a bit too much flack. I think so too she definitely could be cut a little bit more from the film for sure but the the template is the same I can see where that comparison is made Mm. also the fact that she's got a bit of scientific knowledge yeah the real um, world technician the real world technician and also the fact that she doesn't really need to be in the film past a certain point yes but still is anyway (laughs) yeah Mm.
3: I I was actually thinking about that when, when we were in the mine I was like why is Stacey here but then I kind of went well, she just kind of got caught up by it because it, she couldn't just be dropped off out of the fire engine, you know what I mean? Like, mm. she's okay, there bye. when they leave with the fire engine and then they get to the mine in the fire engine and she's just kind of swept up and Bond's like, fuck, okay, you've got to come with yeah. me. Whereas the Christmas Jones one, it's like, no, 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 you've... you've Days have passed. Yeah, why are you on Say the submarine? goodbye Mm. You're not coming. Stop sticking around, <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Sit. <laughs> it's like a stray dog following <laughs> you. Christmas is calling you again. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Sh- Whereas Stacey, as, as much as it is like in the real world, she could be dropped off and he could still keep going. Well, yeah. There was enough momentum here where I was like, yeah, we're moving at enough of a pace here where I kind of go... Real time, it makes. I agree. It makes with you. It sense. took
2: me longer in this film to to look at her and go, "Why is she here?" Yeah, yeah. Then yes. it did in in the world. Yeah, not the enough. world is
3: not enough. You're like, hang on, hang on,
2: hang on. I just don't understand why James Bond, secret agent, military man, mm. who uh, would jeopardize the lives of these innocent people that he cares about yeah. by bringing, bringing them, along. them
3: into <laughs> the these firing line. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you'd do that. It I is know, that fine line, because uh, yeah. then you're like is James Bond a psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then you have such caring moments where he's like, it's all right, stay calm, breathe. breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now come with me into this firing <laughs> yeah, yeah. explosive You're not going to survive this, all right? <laughs> <laughs> You're in no way trained for this. <laughs> now follow me to hell and <laughs> It's got to be a lot of fun. <laughs> this is the last time that we see our, uh, our MI6 regulars. This oh. was our last Desmond. Oh, farewell. Our Never last remind. Lois. And our last uh, Robert Brown.
2: Yeah. And
3: our last Freddie Gray. It was yeah. lovely
2: to see Lois at the races. Oh, yeah, having All a good time. All dolled up, having All a good dolled. time. I thought that was very sweet.
3: Um, and I got a bit choked up at the end when she kind of got a bit teary herself. Yeah, oh, a bit worried. Yeah, yeah. it was like, oh, we haven't found him. We don't know where he is. Oh, and she was getting a bit teary. I was like, usually oh, hear from him. Oh, mm. God. And thinking, like, not only is this... For us, the last time we see them... That was the last time the audience saw her. Mm. As, oh, yeah. as Penny. Mm. Yeah. And the last thing we see of her is her a bit teary. Oh. About
0: losing James.
3: It's very sad. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought Lois was wonderful as always. I'm actually really glad they gave her something to fucking do in this yeah, film. Yeah, for sure. They must the have last... known it was her last go. Yeah, well, they must have. But, mm-hmm. like... The way they did a dirty and Moonraker through Octopussy was just yeah. like, yeah, she fucking yeah. deserves a, a scene at the races. Yeah. Put her in a bloody lovely dress with a nice hat. Yeah. Mm. Fucking get her out there. She's an asset to the series. Mm. She was brilliant. Yeah, she, was brilliant. she really was. Funnily enough, I was doing a bit of reading this week. The idea you of making, reading? I was. Yeah, I haven't done it for about seven years. Good well, on you. Um, the idea of making M a woman, woman. was first floated. By Lois Maxwell. Oh well. Well good on her. And she said to the producers, What if I came back <gasps> as M <gasps> for for the new bond? And they were like, Oh, a female M, that's a great idea. But we're going with Judy Dench. <laughs> so they kind of like But yeah, she brought the idea to them. Well, she was very keen on like, maybe M should be a woman. She could have been an interesting Return. Yeah, and I think they made for the right. Money penny. I think they would have. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they made the right choice going with Judy Dench. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, she was great. I've loved her in every film she's been in.
0: She is Money Penny, we've said yeah. time and time again. She was beautiful.
3: Q. Uh, the robot dog did a lot of
2: damage to no come on film.
0: vitamins
2: Vit- he has a great line the that vitamins a line great line <laughs> top tier Q
0: yeah
2: top she tier, must tier take a lot of vitamins she must take- <laughs> <laughs> so innocent so like she really like he's, he's, earnest he's, he's shocked and <laughs> he's terrified <laughs> someone could have that much energy yeah. <laughs> she just wrangled a horse <laughs> <laughs> she must take a lot of vitamins <laughs> <laughs> yeah apart from that all he had to do was control a little robot dog and be a bit pervy so I was a bit disappointed. It was pervy in the he, end. It isn't is a me? bit perfect. What's yeah, he yeah, doing?
3: Yeah. That's a weird little moment. Mm. Um, but Q throughout the series, Desmond Llewellyn. Oh, yeah. oh, nobody did it better. Yeah, I don't think. I quite like Ben we're sure. Yeah, we'll he's, see what
2: we're saying in another thirty years if he's. Yeah, still
3: we'll around. see if we'll see if Ben sticks lasts. around. Yeah, because yeah. I. You know, because I like John Cleese's cue in, yeah. in Die Another Day. But
2: it's that Desmond but was Desmond, around for so long.
3: And, and I think that Des, what Desmond does when he nails it, you're like, yep, that's Q. Mm. That's Q. Mm. That's a man who knows what he's doing. What do you think of Robert Brown in this? I actually, this was the most impressed I've been by Robert Brown. I thought it was his best. Yeah. I thought it was his best. He's a little bland, typically he can um, be can't he he gets more out dimi- by Freddie Gray
2: yeah it's a bit a more a bit. Dimi- yeah. dimension to him this time round I thought yeah um, hmm.
0: yeah there was a quality to him that I don't know it sort of felt like yeah yeah you're the man in charge and the-
3: he felt more like M. yeah he felt like M. yeah which he does a little bit in, um, in License to Kill as well yes yeah. I like, remember this us- isn't a country club 007 mm-hmm. like that little moment I was like oh yeah yep yep mm-hmm. that's good I wonder what would have happened if he'd had a, another film or two. Yeah, just to really
0: dig in and get comfy mm-hmm.
3: He never really stamped much of a... He uh... never put much of a stamp on the character, did he? No, it? there is a kind of... He's a little like, bit invisible. He? he is. Yeah. Very serviceable.
2: Yeah. He's a fine actor.
3: A fine actor, yeah. He never, he never does a bad performance. Mm. It's more
2: just that he's it's like... charisma, I guess. It's yeah, not a character, that's kind of, mm. yeah,
0: jumping out at you,
2: mm. like Bernard Lee needed to be barely in half a scene. Oh, and, and you're like, I know that guy exactly. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, isn't
3: that funny? Although he's way better than the guy who plays Bill Tanno in *For Your Eyes Only*. Oh God, I would say he's probably one of the most infuriating characters in the bloody series. <laughs> yeah, that one character in that. Since we watched that film, I can't get that smug bastard out. Of my head.
0: <laughs> Keeping him away. Oh, he night. keeps
3: popping in my head. I'm like, mm, Ooh, I want to punch your face. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, our our allies in the film, Tibbet. Oh. Tibbet. Tibbet. What a guy. Sir, so, that's one of my favourite James
2: Bond characters wow. in all of the yep, films. Me too. Tibbet. What a guy. Me
3: too. Oh, I loved him. Mm. Kerim Bay. Karen Bay is the guy's name in From Russia with Love. It just jumped into my head. (laughs) Howdy, Karen Bay. There it is. We knew it was there. Fucking (laughs) hell. I'm sorry, listeners. Rip up the MI6 expert badge. That's atrocious. An hour and a half. (laughs) I want your badge and your gun. (laughs) (laughs) No, Tibbet's one of my favourites. Yeah,
2: very sweet. Very lived-in performance. Great chemistry. And Mm.
3: what a death fantastic yeah visually compelling Mm. silhouette it's very Mm. and it's it's very sad because he's he's there because of his connections in the in the horse Horse world world. Mm. and he's a knighted you know citizen he's not an agent
1: Mm.
3: he's just there because MI6 have asked for a favour the government have asked for a favour And so when he gets dispatched in that car wash I really feel for him because there's that moment of going It's unfair. It's unfair. Mm. Yeah. And it's that and that's what I love is when it's a great moment from Roger when he turns around to Zoran and he says killing Tibbet was a mistake. Mm. Yeah. It's like you feel He wasn't in the game. Yeah. 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 It's like you killed that guy. He's an innocent man. Yeah, that's a civilian that you just brutally murdered, and then left his body in the car for me to find like this. Yeah, like you used him as a toy. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a great moment. Mm. It's a fucking beautiful moment. There's a Roger. lot in this film. There's a lot in it's this really film. It's really deep, isn't, isn't it? It's chockers, it's yeah. chockers, and another
2: which moment which is Australian for chockers, truck full. full (laughs) to the brim full (laughs) to the brim (laughs) chockers
3: another moment just to go back to Roggie that I love in this film just talking on the depth of it Mm. he doesn't instantly sleep with Stacey Sutton yes that scene after having a romantic dinner and the wine and the quiche and all that kind of stuff (laughs) she's a bit too drunk she goes to bed Mm. she's had a bit too much to drink and he puts the cover puts the cover over her he sits in the bed Keeps watch With the shotgun For the night With the shotgun Mm. That's a fucking great Roger the hero Yeah Yeah. Gentleman Bond He's a fucking hero He's a Mm. gentleman Mm. I want to see more of that Yeah I want to see more of James Bond Being a gentleman Yep More Daltons would have been good yep and I want to see it now I want to see it yeah, now yeah bring
2: it back it's relevant yeah. still. because it, it's it's one this of the things this is what makes that, him different
3: yes this is what makes him unique absolutely he's not just another action hero he's a
2: goddamn gentleman
3: yeah mm. he's a gentleman spy and it's another thing we're going into it next week it's there, there's moments of it in, in Casino Royale with with Daniel Craig's Bond where he he can be a gentleman mm. which they have forgotten as the films have gone on right there is an extraordinary moment for me where Bond sits with with Vesper in the shower mm. in in Casino Royale and it's it's that moment again. It's it's a similar thing of I'll keep watch I'll keep watch for the night. Mm. Yeah, you're not you're not from my business. Mm. It's 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 yeah. I love it. I, I love it. I this do as well. film quintessential has Bond. Tickled me pink. Yeah. <laughs> has it tickled you pink? directorially. This is the Absolutely. last. Glenn.
2: Oh, this one. I thought I'd made my mind up on Glenn. I thought yeah. that he was a flash in the pan with The Living Daylights. A View to a Kill in The Living Daylights could be my favourite back-to-back. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm know, with you. Subsequently, what do you call it? Concurrent Bond films. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'll back you on that I, sure. I
2: remember remarking on his style in The Living Daylights as, 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 as him being a, a kind of master of perspective. Which um, was fucking true in this. Which was so true in this. And I hadn't seen in the other ones of him. I think he really understood. I think we not mentioned... License to Kill? No, I think License to Kill got a, got a bit muddy, perhaps. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Although I'd like to watch it again. Yeah. I, yeah, I would like... That's one of the ones where I feel like I didn't do it quite enough justice. Yeah, maybe not.
3: Get, gave it enough attention. Yeah. Because fuck, it needs it. Yeah, it does. Oh, boy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, look, it's... John Glenn, man. What a legacy. Yeah. What an impact. He's got a great eye. I mean, the only kind of thing I found a little jarring in this film was some of the um, the lighting choices of all things. Oh, really? Yeah, just in some of the... there was a, There's a naturalism, like if you're comparing it directly to The Living Daylights, mm-hmm. which is fascinating that comes out next, that's it's got a more natural approach to lighting, Mm -hmm. whereas the lighting in the scenes is very motivated. But in this, when we're on the docks, when we're in the warehouses, everyone's got a a key light, a fill light, and a hair light. All the characters are always lit as if they're on a stage and they're always pretty evenly lit. And it it, it lends a nice look to the film, but that, to me, is maybe some of the uh, evidence for the film being dated, is its approach to lighting in 1985. I found
3: Mm -hmm. that bright evenly lit because most of this film feels like it takes place outdoors mm. that kind of bright evenly lit thing made me go oh we're doing spy work in the daylight yeah it well, was I that like kind it. of open and it yeah. it's just I, I found it so beautiful and mm. kind of oh,
2: it's very pleasing to the eye yeah very very there's there's no denying that it is um an, a, a dated look somehow i don't think they do that anymore
3: oh do you think yeah. see I because I was expecting to go into this going oh this is going to look and feel a bit dated mm. but it didn't for me and nor does the living daylights it's it's not but, but Octopussy yeah. does yeah Octopussy, Octopussy feels Octopussy very old Octopussy and For Your Eyes Only mm. feel like there are moments in For Your Eyes Only where I'm like oh I'm fucking conscious of the lighting here yeah yeah and I'm conscious of the the weird way that it looks mm. it just feels cheap at moments yeah his
2: choices is, is, is kind of his coverage of scenes is what makes him feel the opposite of dated. It makes him feel cutting edge, and that he is using traditional techniques, mm. but mm. but he is using them in a way which is exciting and fresh. So it's like his lighting is a little old, but the way he's moving the film along is new. And right, and so it's it's a bit of a trade off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this we're watching him climb up to. This is my humble opinion, mm. but climbing up towards his highest point for me, which is the Living Daylights, which is where it all really came together. There's so much evidence here. You watch this and you go, there is something in this guy. He's mm. going to get it right. He's mm. going to get it even more right than this, I feel. And,
3: mm. and I wonder if that's also because with this and the Living Daylights, mm. Maybaum and Wilson's script, their screenplay, really, they're kind of stripped back. Mm. And they're kind of like let's let character moments sit a bit more Mm -hmm. and it kind of lets it there's more for John to work for Glenn to work
2: with well the fact that he can he can take the time I keep talking about it but to take the time to do to do the fiery town hall Yes. Just just being given that opportunity to go, no, this is going to be a 10-minute scene, not a two-minute scene.
3: Yeah, whereas Octopussy is like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and 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 this.
2: He deals well in the the real-world perspective on a situation. You know, the the kind of... You really... You know, I talk about Bond being a hero in that moment because you've seen his heroism up close and personal with him. You've seen what he's gone through to get to this point. And
3: we've seen other people... See him as a hero. Yeah, as oh well. the
2: touching him with the world in this film is really good as well. It's perfect. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
3: And those little gags in like the um the the, the fire engine chase scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where we, you know, we knock the top off the bloody the, caravan, yeah, or yeah. we knock the hats the cowboy off the hat off, off yeah. yeah. The, the bridge guy that's yeah, like yeah. that's a fantastic oh, those cars, little the police cutaway. cars on the bridge. Perfect. Oh, yeah. it's all
2: so well handled. Like oh.
3: that's how you do JW Pepper.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like this is one of the movies for me. There are movies that I can watch and re-watch and re-watch and re-watch because they are providing me with that, the basic goodness of the craft. Yeah. You know, that you know you're watching something and every cut is servicing something and every everything's considered and, storyboard and storyboarded and, and, and adored from a creation level. And it's like, you just feel it. You just feel it. It's a, it's a certain feeling. And yeah, I could just watch this and keep learning stuff
3: endlessly yeah th- mm. they're, they're a great double feature mm, they are mm. and I wonder what this film would be like with a with a with a Dalton, with a Dalton in it it would be very interesting it would definitely mm. work in the Dalton universe I think it would work in the Dalton universe it's yeah. beat for beat sure. as, it,
2: as it plays even
3: yeah. yeah yeah I could see a Dalton performance in this film mm. I love Roger's performance in oh yeah. yeah I wouldn't
2: yeah. I wouldn't want to see a Dalton performance I think this is a beautiful send off to Roger
3: would you say mm so now of the original 20 mm. how do you sum up Glenn's tenure and where do you rank him who well, is your favourite of the directors
1: <sighs>
3: who's the one that, that, you, that jumps out to you where you go
2: I think speaks to me I most? think John oh, they all have spoken to me in very different ways me too um, I think Guy Hamilton is most alike me
3: Oh, do you think? In terms Don't of, say that. In, t- in
2: terms of the way that he frames things up, and and, and He's my least favorite, and likes his jokes and stuff. Like I see a lot of, um, whether or not it's come from him or siphoned down through a million other people to yeah. get to yeah. me. But there's a flavor of him that I really have responded to. But his films have let me down. Yeah. I think the most flawless director is Terrence Young. Um, but I think John Glenn is the most important director in the
3: franchise.
2: What, I, of, what I think
3: about um? Peter Hunt. Peter Hunt, who did... On A Majesty's. On He was the editor for the first five.
2: I mean, again, he, he's got a similar kind of level impact to, mm, to Glenn. To Glenn. Um, I think Glenn's probably a more proficient director, maybe because oh, he's spent longer learning, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, Young is definitely... the, the Terence Young is my favourite director in terms of the stories he creates and the, and the ways he tells them. But mm. in terms of my favourite Bond director as the man is having most influence over the series and and championing it and continuing to adore it and respect it pa- be passionate about it it's John Clann.
3: yeah, yeah. I, I watching this today I got glimpses of uh Martin Campbell's work mm. as well yeah I was like yep this is what you need mm. it's kind of it's almost like people have these disparaging terms like oh he's a bit of a workhorse director Blah 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 it's like well, that's what the, these films need. That's what need. a director is. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what these these films need because mm. they're gruelling. They're massive. And it, would, it just would be too much if you're trying to do too much outside of it and trying to stamp all this yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Glenn and Campbell and Young and I would say Hunt, they, they all kind of go, I know what the Bond framework is. I'm going to tell this story as simply and as efficiently mm. as I can. Mm. And in so doing, that actually highlights all of the extravagance and magnificence exactly. within those films. It's a chemical concoction. Yeah. yeah. And the directors are aware of it. Yeah. Because I try- find yeah. that Hamilton and Gilbert get a little bit lost in the, here's one for them, they're, they're, and here's one for them. Their buddies. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit like, and we'll put a gag in, and, mm. and maybe a set piece in, oh, and what if we did this in space? Yeah. I just <laughs> think know, Hamilton would be little, the funniest...
2: Ah! I think Hamilton would be the funniest bloke to talk to. He probably <laughs> would. <actually. laughs> yeah. He's just got a real comic sensibility. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. What, what What do you think?
0: Do you have an opinion on that at all? On directors? Yeah, I think I've got my favourites. Who would your favourite be? Lewis Gilbert. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I thought we were going to have one there. <laughs> um, I I really love John Glenn mm. I'm a little let down. We didn't get one of his pigeons. Um, uh, this time around. Oh. oh, we didn't get a pigeon in this. Uh, I don't think we did. I wasn't paying too oh. much attention, but usually they're kind of front and centre, at yeah, least for yeah. one shot. Didn't notice. Hmm.
3: Um, there might be one at the top of the Town Hall, City maybe. Hall. Maybe. It yeah. makes
0: sense that there would be... I mean, how could you not have a pigeon at the Eiffel Tower? Or how yeah. could you not have a pigeon yeah. at that, you know, San Francisco Town Hall or something? Mm. But um, aside from that, um, <laughs> I think I still think John is probably my favourite... But a big shout-out to Terrence. I mean, he he started it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, he really started it. And I think so much of him went into those early films, oh. which laid the foundation for the entire franchise.
2: Yeah. Dr. No from Russia with Love Thunderball. Come on. Yeah, yeah come I on. know.
3: And it's, it's just that dream team, isn't it? Like, you've got Terrence Young, Peter Hunt, mm. John Barry... Yeah. on all three of those films. And you just kind of go, there you go. That's how mm. you do it. Thanks very much. Yeah. Oh, man. And I think Glenn is the one that carries on that legacy mm. the most. Because he trained under, under Hunt. Under Hunt. Yeah. yeah. And he was part of the second unit for such a long time. Yeah. And mm. he became the editor after Hunt left. And, you know, there's, there's something about him where you go, yeah, you... When he nails it, he captures like I would say, *A View to a Kill* and *The Living Daylights*. Capture something that *From Russia with Love* and *Thunderball* have tonally. Yeah, mm, you know what I mean. That yeah. feeling of like, "Oh, this is a Bond film," and the, there's no other film like these. Extravagant gentleman,
2: kind of spy story yes. it's all there yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: it's classy it's elegant and it's still fun yeah yes it's not dry but it's real yeah it's not mm. like watching you know it, as good a film as it is it's not like watching The Age of Innocence where you're a bit like oh boy come on yeah come I on. just don't know why they didn't carry this
2: mentality of a of, uh, director as spearhead into the 90s inter Brosnan, into craig was, well, yeah. yeah
0: what was leading yeah because you know, it feel like when you it's John Glenn leading it's mm. Terence Young leading it's Guy Hamilton mm. well, leading they, whereas... I
3: think they wanted to continue that legacy because they they asked Campbell back for Tomorrow Never Dies and he said no 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 no, no. I'm not doing more than one of them mm. I've, I've, I've done mine mm. and they managed to convince him to get him back for Casino Royale because the the prospect of rebooting Bond was, was too much, too exciting for him to pass up. Mm. He was like, oh, we can do something completely different here. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, and so then when they get people like Spottiswood and Apted and it then Tamahori. directorial choices. Yeah, they're kind of, it's kind of, you can see the DNA of what's happened in these later Craig films where you go, oh, they've gone into the auteur world with It starts Foster, in the 90s. Yeah, because mm. they were going, oh, well, let's get different directors who kind of specialise in, in this type of film because we're making this type of film. Then mm. you see it a bit with, you know, the choice of Mark Forster, is a bit art house especially. and kind of, you know, oh, we'll, we'll get something out of him, we'll get a Finding Neverland type.
2: And then Sam Mendes wants to
3: be Terrence Young. Yeah, he very much wants to be Terrence it. Young, mm. yes. But maybe it speaks. Think to think more guy Hamilton.
0: In <laughs> <laughs> my book.
3: But maybe it speaks to this bigger kind of cultural and shift. And then they've got Fukunaga since, but yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah,
0: this larger cultural shift. I mean, I'm not basing this on anything, but like within the industry more broadly, where people are stepping away from attaching themselves to one singular project or mm-hmm. one singular franchise. It's like. Maybe creatively, directors or you know artists in general. Like, I don't want to get pigeonholed or, or boxed into anything. Mm-hmm. So I do want to travel and, and do something over here and something over there. Whereas, you know, the older school of, of thought is like, no, no, this is my it's job okay, and here I will this. stay. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because it is that thing. It, it doesn't feel like... It's not like... Um, Oh well, uh, the director as entity, or the the set designer as entity. It mm. was like no, they worked for the Bond company. Exactly. Yeah, mm. They didn't work for. Yeah. the yeah. What happened Mendes to the Bond company? company? Yes, yeah. that's a strange thing
0: that mm. has it's got broken up. Yeah. Suddenly. I it's... hope
3: they refined it. Yeah. yeah. I hope they refine it. Been a long time now. Because it's that family element that mm. that I think makes when these old ones sing, mm. it makes them. Sing, and you can't fault a, s- a single person involved in the production. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boys, we've, we've come to we've the We've come end. to the end. We've got two more categories. We've got two more. So our, our outfit of the week. Do mm. you have an outfit of the week? Gosh? I did.
2: It's gone a little hazy now with being two hours away from the viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> gosh, what was my outfit? Do you have a... Come back to me.
0: Do you, yeah, do I, I really... Doug, what he was wearing um, at the, the castle, the chateau. Yeah. What was yeah. he wearing? At? The the white suit. Oh yeah. It, you know, I actually yeah. Classy Bond.
2: I think I'd give my outfit of the day to Bond at the races. I thought that was pretty. it was pretty spectacular. I've seen all the gents
0: mm. with the gloves. Yeah. Gloves yeah. They were great hats. gloves. Mm. Yeah.
2: He looked gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous.
0: Yeah. I don't know how I felt about the um, leather jacket at the, the end, the kind of crumply old. Well,
2: that was a that was a Zolden, Zolda Z- Z- Zora, Zoran. 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 That Zoran. was a Zoran Industries jacket.
0: Yeah, but I oh, think was there was. Pretty well, sure the grey ones oh. so when he Set fights on the
2: on the bridge. Oh, that's
3: a, a Zoran. Yeah, yes. oh, what one are you yeah. talking about? I'm you talking bloody about muppet! Like
0: a brown, dark brown.
3: The, it's like a black leather jacket. Yeah, it's that every dad had in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The style's pretty good in this film. It is, mm. particularly think, for the eighties. Mm. Yeah, very true. Which is a decade that time has not been kind to. Mm. No, no, although we no. Can nor have so many problems with the eighties films. No, we've had more with the seventies. Yeah. It was strange in the gun barrel seeing him with the flared pants Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in his in gun barrel yeah, sequence because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like,
2: well, that doesn't work anymore. He's not wearing that no, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, done. We're
3: a long way away from yeah. that. Yeah. What about you? Favourite outfit? Yeah, I don't know. I would say probably what he's wearing at the Chateau. Yeah. I would say... Do I have a least favourite outfit? I it's, don't know It's if Moore's I do.
2: best um, alpine gear. Yeah. oh yes in yeah. his canon very true mm. and
3: that big like, hooded bloody practical yeah. it makes yeah. sense yeah. what yeah.
0: we said you know in Spy
3: why is he wearing why is he
0: wearing orange? this bright
3: yellow pink pink pink
2: with yellow, a yellow yellow. red backpack yeah, yeah
0: exactly yeah. right he's <laughs>
2: Diver Dan it's Spy it's
0: Spy it's espionage he's camouflaged when he ducks down it's a really
2: nice
3: outfit it's really still quite modern You know, it's yeah I don't think I have a least favourite outfit actually no
2: Nothing, Nothing jumped out to me to being
3: like, oh what the what fuck are they? There's no kipper tie. No, there's no kipper tie. I did think, although
2: you remarked that they kind of worked it into the world and story well. Mm, my least favourite outfit choice would be when Sharon Stone. Stacey Sutton. Stacy Sutton puts on the overalls in the mineshaft and they just fit her. Perfectly. Perfectly.
3: Oh, but it's the way that she ties that belt. No, over you don't get that around cut around
2: the, the bottom. Yeah, but see, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think she looks stunning. Oh, that. she does. I'm not oh, disagreeing, with goodness. Goodness. but uh, you know, that's gone off to the tailors.
3: Her, time. her dress, that white dress that she's in oh, yeah. after yeah, she yeah. escapes the mine and she's in Soren's industry, mm. that's. Oh my god! That mm. for me harkens. Has a dress fit a woman better than that? My goodness, I mean, she's mm. wonderful.
0: It harkens back to like King Kong. Yeah. You know, yes. Classic Fay mm. You know.
2: Yeah. And yeah, is that what she's wearing in the in the elevator shaft? No. What's she wearing? No. There? She in looks the, great there as in well. In the
3: elevator shaft, it's more. It's more like a business um, eighties yeah, yeah. business dress. That's of. right. Mm. Uh, she gets a bad rep. Real yeah. bad rep. Day player of the week. I think we're all in agreement. There's so many. Yeah. There's lots. There's, There's a lot. lot. And I yeah. was
0: keeping track. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe he could be. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Could. All right.
3: Well, I'll put my first uh, vote uh, out. Yeah. It's the the, uh, the 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 bridge controller. Controller. Oh, yeah. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah. Nah, he wins it. it he it's, wins it's it. has got to be. Give him the trophy. That's yep. an extraordinary little cutaway gag. Yeah, yeah. And that that felt like the brilliant moments in *Live and Let Die* checking, in, checking with the world. in with the world yeah, I mean, where... yeah. this felt
2: so much like Live and Let Die to me so
3: much yeah, it really did mm. so much it so.
2: really there's something I want to study the two films back to back a little more because there's something about Roger in those two films where they really do feel like the start and the end of the same character he goes a little bit elsewhere in between. He kind of deviates a touch. Yeah, yeah. At his starting point, his ending point,
3: they're the same man. They're two ends of the same stick. Yeah, you know. I um. wonder what what it. Yeah. it it's Moonraker mm. through Octopussy where Roger loses me. Mm. Where he yeah, gets shaky. He's still good in I don't Gun. I don't hate him in For Your Eyes Only, but the film's not great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Moonraker through Octopussy, he's he's shaky. Yeah, because like you say, in Golden Gun. He's, he's pretty a good damn more. Good. He's
2: still the live and let die bond. Yes. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. A little yeah. more relaxed.
3: Yeah, and and mm. dark as well. There's mm. a brutality to him. Yeah, he's always he's costumed very darkly too. Oh yes, mm. and you kind of see in this, in a view to a kill, it's almost like the softening of a secret agent. Mm. He's, he's like he's getting ready for retirement. He's like I'm it's probably his last one. Gotta go. go. Mm. Yeah, which even though they cast a younger actor in the next film, in Living Daylights, it's still the same character. It is because he's going.
2: I don't want to see people too get much hurt. Yeah. I've done
3: this for too long. Mm. Yeah he is And mm. that it feeds into why I know it's not a narrative and they're all stand yeah. alone yeah. but mm. there's a nice kind of way that some of these films the talk to each of other character Yeah I feel that weight and it's the films that talk to each other in that real thematically mm. that I think stand out in this series and the ones that that kind of don't they are the They the fall away. Yeah. away. yeah, mm-hmm. the
0: ones that do speak are the ones we're talking about the most, yeah. the ones that we hold close to our hearts.
3: Well, speaking about hearts, mm-hmm. a message straight from your heart. Oh, Go with your gut, as they say, mm. Mr. Darby Deck, your final rating for the original 20 films. <laughs> well, like you, Brando... I thought
2: this was going to be a two or a three. Yep. I love this movie. Yep. This is one, I will not hesitate to say it, this is one of my favourite James Bond adventures. Me too. This ticked all my boxes. I got a beautiful lived-in performance from Roger. Despite the fact that he's old, despite the fact that it's feeling a little dated, rough around the edges, he's still James Bond. Yeah. Um, I would watch this movie again right now and get just as much enjoyment from it I think everything's on song there's a few tiny missteps like the Beach Boys and stuff but like the other James Bond adventures those moments don't threaten the film you don't feel offended by them and you're never worried, you're like no 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 because I've seen that they're handling this well mm. so I'm sure that they'll get over this and then it'll get back to being a bloody great adventure again <sighs> I like this, this is my favourite Roger, for sure. Whoa, yeah, without a wow. shadow of a doubt. I like this even more than The Spy. I like this more than Live Let Die. I'm giving this a shaken ten.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. A a
3: kill. A shaken ten. Isn't that strange? Mm. Isn't that something? Mm. Mr. Spear, where do you sit on this? <laughs>
1: I can't believe we're here <laughs> this is jake that's this talking yeah. <laughs> someone else hasn't entered the room
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i had the best time which was a preconceived notion but i had the best time for all the right reasons mm. yeah i thought i was going to be staring at a hump of crap
3: a hump of crap? A hump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A whole yeah, leaf, Like a, a lump of crap? No, a hump of crap. Oh just a hump, hump of crap.
2: <laughs> just a hump of <laughs> crap. Like on a camel. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where they stole their crap. Yeah. Now yeah, 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 they, yeah, 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 yeah. they live so long yeah. in the desert. You know?
0: um, but I got a gem of a film. I got something that was so elegant. It was so elegant. So beautifully shot, and well put together, beautifully performed by Roger. God He was good. God, he was good. Yeah, A fantastic villain, maniacal, terrifying villain, great plot. Travel log Bond. Mm. Jeez, we, we went to some places. Yeah, And Bond doing some great stuff. Great Bond stuff, but then great kind of stuff that we haven't seen him do, like fix the lights. Um,
3: <laughs> the telephone line. The, the telephone, telephone line,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I loved all of it. I loved the little the nuances and details and... I think the, the regulars were fantastic. The Bond girls were gorgeous. Great stunts. I want to figure out, they, they had a person fall from the sky and land... Mm-hmm. In the water. In the water. And then that guy Put on the boat... fact Yeah, that guy on the boat fishing.
2: Yes. And then this massive yes. ordnance blowing were up were next to pushing him. pushing the limits here. Like my... He came
3: close to day player of the week for me too. Yeah, yeah, I, I no yeah he's, he's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, he's pretty great.
0: What I want from a Bond film is, you know, my 36, 24-point day plan. Oh, yes. Um, all of those have been uh, well uh, accounted for. Yeah. But the main thing is that I need to be thrilled. Yeah. And I had chills in this film. I actually had goosebumps. Yeah. And I was laughing.
2: Brandon got tears in his eyes. He had tears yeah. in his eyes. Yeah, I, yes. did. I did.
0: This was an absolute banger.
2: This was an incredible we were film. Ourselves in points. It
0: yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I cannot wait to see this film again. Mm. It is a shaken ten.
3: Oh yes. my god, <laughs> boy. You boys are both <laughs> given <laughs> it a ten. <laughs> ten, ten, ten. Oh, wow. Look. Mr. McClelland. I'll try and keep this brief. Look, no. this has been... <laughs> And I know we've got more films to go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not over. We're not It's to. not over. Trey Bond, isn't, this isn't the season finale or series really, finale. It feels like, like it. it. It's, it's just the end of the original 20. Feels, feels and like a And big it, it's the end of an era. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Because the Bond films, I don't think, will ever, will ever be this again. Mm. And these films, are, even though they are part of the same universe as Craig and all that kind of stuff, reboot aside... There is something different and special about these 20 films. Which is
2: why we're separating the Craigs. Yeah,
3: right. the, this was 40 years of cinema history. You know, it started the action blockbuster. It's just been a pleasure and a joy and a thrill doing watching these films with you boys. We've seen highs, we've seen lows. In my opinion, today's film was one of the absolute peaks of this series and coming into this like we've said a couple of times I was fully expecting to give this a 2 or a 3 I thought we would think this was worse than Moonraker mm. but a little bit better than Die Another Day mm. I couldn't be further from the truth and I don't care who hears this <laughs> this film is a giddy thrill <laughs> It's, got it's no a banger it's got vim and vigour Is it shaken? You better bloody believe it is. This is my favourite Roger Moore film. Yes. I love Roger in this. I don't care about his age. I don't give a shit. It doesn't even factor. It doesn't even factor. Like, I don't care. I'm not thinking about it once. I'm not, because I fucking love him in this, and I love the film, I love the villain, I love the Bond girl, the Mm. Bond girls, I love the action, I love everything about it. I love the song, I love the score, (laughs) I love John Glenn. Ladies and gentlemen, it took 20 films. (laughs) Are you kidding me? But we've got our second Shaken 10 all around the board. It's a Shaken 10 for sure. Oh, this is... Of, all of if you want kind of the sort of lighter campier Bond mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is the perfect version of here. It. go here it's go not going it. to
0: make you upset
3: no, no this is the film that if you want to have fun with this watch this one if you want to show kids a good Bond film to mm-hmm. get them in mm-hmm. this mm. because it's not so silly that only a kid could enjoy it mm-hmm. or only a idiot could <laughs> sorry to all that but it's got enough it's got enough kind of like dark intrigue around the edges of it mm. that would make you go oh I like this James Bond thing mm. there's something about this I'll watch
2: 20 more of these
3: yeah mm. there's an adventure to it there's an adventure yeah. and a humanity and a love like like you said I I actually genuinely teared up at a mm. couple of moments in this where yeah. I was like... Not just from being sad and emotionally affected, but. You were just affected. I was proud. Mm. I was swelling with pride. Mm. I loved it. Those little boys all grown up. And can I just say, Sir Roger, wherever you are, mm. thank you. Ah, oh, thanks, Absolutely. Roger. This. I'm so glad that this was the last film we went out on. So my. Friend of the podcast, Roger Moore. Friend, Friend of,
2: of the, the podcast, podcast,
3: Roger Moore.
0: Thank God we finished with this film. Yeah. Mm. And to think we wanted to avoid this.
3: <laughs> How wrong we were. How wrong we were. Mm. It
2: Isn't was not strange. a view to a crime scene. It was not It was a view to a thrill. Oh,
3: yes! <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah!
3: I was trying to work that in the whole bloody podcast, but I couldn't... It just didn't feel natural. But you did it. You did it at the I end. did it. And nobody does it better. Oh. Uh, um well, gentlemen... We'll be back. We will be back. We'll be back next week. Yeah, But me. we'll be back with oh a very different bond. We're rebooting oh. the franchise. We're rebooting the character. Lots to talk about. <sighs> Lots to be done. Mm. We'll be joining you next week for 2006's wow. Casino Royale. See you then. Bye.